Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. It's how we season episode 159. We're, uh, we're back with the MCU crew, and we're, we're hitting another Disney Plus release. Uh, this was a theatrical release also, and it is Thor Love and Thunder. This, is, uh, this was the 29th MCU movie. I can't, I, it just, wow. It's amazing yeah, yeah. how many. And the, first know, right? one, and the first one to have a, a lead MCU character in his fourth. Uh, oh, fourth right. Movie. Right. So. <laughs> Mm. Interesting. That's that's pretty. Yeah, I, you would have thought Iron Man would have got that, but no, nope. It goes to Thor, which I think was a great <laughs> yeah. choice. You know, and then and there are all the ensemble ones where there wasn't like one lead, right? So you had like, right. like yeah, that's well, that's what. I, yeah, yeah, I'm just anyway, sticking to the Avengers that, and all the other. No, 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 I know what you meant. I, I was just <laughs> clarifying for the audience. Right. Yeah. So this could be clear. This could be Thor four if you, if you go that way. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll have a Thor five and we'll we'll see. Uh, but we're gonna get into this one. But before we do that, I want to introduce myself. I'm Noah. One of the hosts here, not the main host, but my co-host, who's always with me, my main man, Steve. Say hi, Steve. <laughs> well, if I'm your main man, you're my main host, so... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> always good to be here, everyone. Thanks for having me, and I uh, mm-hmm. always love these MCU ones, because we get to bring our friends um, from from Southern California and from uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Bo and Nina. So I'm going to hand it off to them to say hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But you can, oh, cool. you guys can decide amongst your sibling selves which one gets to talk first. Age, age before beauty, Nina. Go <laughs> <ahead>. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I hope you guys are having happy holidays. I've uh, I've been enjoying listening to your to your most recent shows, and uh, so yeah, those were hope fun. You're all doing well. Wednesday was a uh, kick. Yes, I agree. That was a fun one to talk yeah. about. You guys yeah. have had you guys had some. They've been good. The last couple. Um, anyway, that was my sister Nina. I don't think she said her name. This is Bo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> if you're long-term <laughs> listeners, you already know that. But you could be a first-timer. We never know. And if you are sure, a first-timer, sure. don't forget to download, rate, and review. Nice. And uh, <laughs> yeah, happy Happy New Year to everybody. Hope everybody uh, had a good holiday. You know, you guys uh, on the podcast, but any any of the few people that are listening, hope everybody had a good, uh, you know, Christmas, uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you're celebrating, and then New Year's. So yeah. Hope everybody right. had a good one. I was having a great one, except for your quarterback uh, of your Eagles uh, shit the bed and killed my fantasy team. Just, Dude, just so you I know, was, I was in my fantasy championship too, and uh, I went up against a guy who, in one game, exceeded his uh, combined total for the last seven weeks. Mike Evans. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, oh, right, uh, right. <laughs> That that sent me that sent me in the tank. So uh, yeah. I came in second as well, Noah. So oh, I didn't even get I, my mine happened in the week before in the semis. Oh. So and I lost by like six points. So gotcha. Sorry about it, that, man. It was horrible, but it is what it is. It's Whoop. it's fantasy. So yeah, I don't but want to not talk about it. Not fantasy. <laughs> not fantasy. I went back to MCU. Talk about someone suffering through the holidays. We've got Jeremy Renner in the well, in the hospital. I know. Office. I just read that t- today. That's crazy. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. I guess he got his leg run run over by a by a oh, snowplow. Oh, his leg. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he had a, yeah. It's yeah. It's uh. Uh. There's not a lot of details because apparently he was alone at the time. 
but someone yeah, had like to put a, a little... tourniquet on it and he lost a lot of blood but he's he's stable but still in critical condition so that's scary oh yeah. fuck i all i saw all i saw was is that he had a plow accident and yeah. it was it was closely i guess up by Truckee uh reno area which is close yeah. to here we kind of know that area and i was just like what and then then i was reading the article and all they really did is like oh yeah he has property up here and he's a star i'm like no tell me what the fuck happened <laughs> yeah right you know i was like it damn sounds but... like he had like a little snow cat or something that he was following oh, okay and um got bucked somehow and... somehow fell off or it, it's you know it jerked forward next to him or whatever but ran him over essentially Oof. oh man yeah luckily there was a doctor um, in his neighborhood who was close enough to like run over and administer AIDS. So uh, the last I saw, it's like, it's critical, but stable. So yeah, that's what I saw too. Um, hope, uh, I guess, uh, warm wishes for a, for a speedy recovery, Jeremy. Right. Uh, from mm -hmm. your friends here at how he sees it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, serious. I, I mean, we can't, he, he can't go. He's got more Hawkeye to do. Like, you know, he's an Avenger. He can't sure. just get taken out exactly. by a snowplow. Yeah, he took, I mean, on, it's... he took on robots and aliens. <laughs> <laughs> with an arrow, right? With an arrow. Right. I'm out here with a bow and arrow. <laughs> That's uh... actually one of the best lines from that Avenger movie. Absolutely. I, it, it is one of those ones where, it, you know, everybody makes that joke, you know, and, and I got tired of hearing how many people hated Hawkeye because I was he's like, he's just a, you know, regular guy. And I'm like, that's what makes him so good. Uh, but yeah, you know, and he even acknowledges, he's like, yeah, I'm out here with a bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, man. And it, that was, I love the also too, is when uh, Quicksilver runs by and he raises it up and he goes, nobody would know. <laughs> no, last time I saw him, he was zipping off that way. <laughs> funny. So good. All right. Well, let's uh, uh, get into this love and thunder. But before we do that, we know what we got to do. We always take a cocktail and pair it to whatever we're watching. And that's no different with this one. And I, I know I, I racked my brain because I had so many different ideas on this one. I, I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys came up with. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go clockwise on my screen here, and uh, I'm going to start with you, Bo. Okay, cool. Um, so I, I found a cocktail, actually. Um, it, it was called uh, Stone to Gravel. Or rocks to gravel. I forget, I forget oh, nice. what the original name of the cocktail was. So it made me think about the the scene uh, that we'll probably talk about later of Korg getting uh, you know crumbled in, crumbled into gravel. So um, the original cocktail had something called ginger wine, which uh, I couldn't find anywhere. Um, you know, I went to Bevmo, checked out Bevmo, checked out Total Wine and More, nothing. So um, I decided to use ginger beer and make it a play, make it make it a play on it with that. So I uh, I added. I did rum because the original one was just rum and ginger beer. So I did rum. I added a little Cointreau for a little, a uh, little more sweetness, a little bit of the orange flavor. Yeah. And then uh, I topped it off with ginger beer. And because um, Korg was born of lava, <laughs> born of a, a handshake with another Korgian, or I feel what the race is. I always, I always forget that. Oh, I, uh, I read that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever his race is, they 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 hold hands over lava. Yeah. Or they hold hands over. <laughs> they're they're Cronin, 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 right? Cronin. Yeah. So yeah. so I, I rimmed I rimmed the glass with uh, tahine, which is if you don't know what tahine is, it's like chili powder and like a lime sort of a like like lime essence, I guess. It's 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 all dry. It's not like wet. Essence oh, of I, lime. That's that's perfect. I just got a uh, I just got a bottle of that for Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like a little powdery stuff. Yeah, we used to have yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah we nice. used. Okay. 
Yeah, I haven't, I've never, I haven't used it yet, but it was, um, yeah, it was one of those. It's, like, it's really good on fruit. I'll tell you that. It's really oh, good okay. to like sprinkle on like watermelon. I mean, kind of melon, really, but uh, a couple of my friends who are, um, one of my friends at work, he's Mexican, and he says, you know, um, he has he has a thing about it on his desk, and he says the only the main thing they use it for is uh, cucumber. So they'll take slices oh. of cucumber oh. and then just sprinkle it on cucumber. So anyway, well, I is that the one? Shot. You know, like you always. I don't know if you guys always saw this, but there's always those Mexican candies. It's like a powdered something on a stick. And, oh yeah, uh, it's like that. It, is it? Is that what it is? It's like yeah, it's like a it's candy with. Okay. I've had yeah. those before. They're not that. That sounds delicious. That actually sounds really good. Yeah, I've I get, seen I, it. I've seen it wrapped around a straw. So I've oh, okay. seen that candy wrapped around a straw, and then they use the straw in cocktails sometimes. Nice. Yeah, so it sounds like good. A, yeah. So anyway, it's it's actually pretty decent. It's uh, you know, I didn't I didn't make it from scratch. I'll, I just like I said used used a. <laughs> but you modified berry. it. You modified <laughs> right. it. That, modified that kind of makes bit. it you. Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's actually pretty tasty. But you know, the ginger beer is just a nice. Yeah. The ginger is just nice. It goes with anything. Right, it does. It's good except, stuff. Except, except maybe like, I don't know, Sambuca, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll find a way to make it happen. Yep, exactly. One of these days. All right, well, cool. Well, we have to make awful drinks. I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> that's what we end up doing sometimes. So I'm anyway. trying to make good ones. I really am. Sometimes it doesn't work, but I am trying to make good ones. <laughs> All right, Nina, go ahead. Well, um, I knew I'd have to get the mead out again for this one. Um, which always comes up whenever we do Thor. Um, as it should. <laughs> as it should. Well, I mean, in, in this case, specifically in the opening sequence when they were in New Asgard and showing all the tourists around, um, the one guy, uh, the tour guide, who was actually Thor's former roommate, according to the little short Oh, nice. Yeah, that, I did hear something about that, yeah. Like I did. We'll talk about that more, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> He was uh, showing the pieces of of Mjolnir, and he says, "Now let's all go to the uh, uh, gift shop, and we can get you some some authentic Asgardian mead." So um, I thought, and t also to uh, to honor Valkyrie and her hard drinking ways, <laughs> uh, we took a shot of bourbon, a little splash of orange juice, just to give it a little a little flavor. And uh, top the rest up with mead and put it in like a champagne glass. So nice. Not a lot. Not a lot of mead, but um, yeah. I just I put the orange in just because it. I I mix the bourbon and mead together. And I'm like, hmm, need something. But so mm -hmm. it's not bad. It's not bad. That's cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you got you got to spruce some of those up. Sometimes I did that uh, uh New Year's Eve. We were we had some champagne and uh I just had to throw some orange juice in it. And actually we had like a yeah. uh orange guava something flavored and put it in there and it's actually really good it was like I, I could drink more of these straight champagne i couldn't do though but yeah so yeah i could see the mead and all that going good with that nice awesome all right what do you got for us steve well i've got a combination of a few cocktails i was going with uh, a theme based off of gore the um um the god butcher and uh, his whole color palette, which is basically no color palette. He goes, he's got... <laughs> Say lack more, of. <laughs> right. He's kind of got a monochrome, um, sh you know, the Shadow Realm is a big part of the uh, sequence. Um, 
two thirds. I thought it was a really effective sequence. So anyway, I was looking for uh, cocktails and I found a, a handful of cocktails that all, one was called a monochrome, one was called a monochromatic, one was called a shadow realm. Um, oh. And, but none of these recipes really excited me too much, but I did like some of the common ingredients. Sherry was one of the common ingredients of a couple of them. Uh, one of them had a, uh-huh. a, a sweet port um, that I, that I was excited about. So I kind of mixed and matched a little bit. Um, and I put together a cocktail. I called it the, uh, the monochrome. I liked that name just cause it seemed to call out that world and, and, uh, and the colors, color scheme. But, uh, this one has, um, uh, rye whiskey as, as its main, um, the main ingredients got, uh, where am I, where am I, uh, one and a half ounces of rye whiskey. Um, I added a half ounce of, it was, it called for a tawny port, which is a sweet port. And that, this is actually when I went to Bottle Barn, Jonathan led me, I had the port in my hand. He's like, I got another one for you instead. And this is, it's, <laughs> it's like a port style wine. It's a, it's called a starboard batch 88 that, uh, that I grabbed a small bottle of that. And, uh, I tasted a little bit of that on its own. It's a nice dessert wine and it's delicious too. So, nice. so I added a half ounce of that half ounce of, um, of sherry. It's a sweet sherry, a Pedro uh, Jimenez grape, uh, based sherry. So we've got a couple sweet, sweet wines, dessert wines that we're adding to this. Um, and then quarter ounce of dry curacao, a quarter ounce of the rich demerara syrup, which I think I made for, for Wednesday or one of the, one of my previous podcasts, I had that on hand, which was, that was one of the ingredients I was excited about. And then I went out of my way and added some, uh, um, bitters because this was really kind of coming across almost like a Manhattan. I thought it needed some bitters, but I went a little bit, rather than going in Castera, I grabbed the Peychaud's uh, for a little different flavor. And it's really delicious. That's it. I call it, monoc- well, I, I went with the monochrome name and um, in, in honor of Gore the God Butcher. So cheers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cheers. That's awesome. Yeah, that's oh. a good That's a good call. I like that. The Shadow Realm, I was like, when you said that, I was like, ooh, that sounds... I, I got to look at that. That that might be something good, too. All right. I uh, I right away uh, levitated right to uh, Space Viking. Uh, <laughs> you know, Korg, through this whole thing, is doing his narration. And, and uh, at the very end, he's, he's, let me tell you the story of the Space Vikings. And uh, I just thought that was cool. So I started looking for different drinks that had Space Vikings in it. Didn't find anything specific. Um, then, uh, uh, I was started, well, let me, let me see, see if I can find anything about screaming goats. Cause I was like, <laughs> I, I love the screaming goats in this. I, I mean, I loved them in the mythology part of, you know, the, they are part of the actual Norse mythology and I think it's great. And I, I like that, that they brought them in there. And I just love the fact that they have them screaming, which is a nod to all the internet, uh, memes and, and videos of the, the goats that scream and stuff like that. So <laughs> I looked for a screaming Viking. Uh, which I did find, uh, so I was like, well, and it, it didn't really strike me as like, oh, that sounds really good. I wanted to combine the two, so I made, I took what I found was called a purple Viking, and uh, purple is kind of spacey, so I, I went with this, uh, I, I kind of combined the two from the screaming Viking and a purple Viking and made a screaming space Vikings out of this. And it's it's got quite a few ingredients in it, but it actually comes out really, really tasty. Uh started off with uh, one ounce of vodka and one ounce dry vermouth, and that's from the Screaming uh, Viking. Had some li- uh, lemon or lime in it and some a uh, couple other things, cucumber and some other things like that. And I was like, okay. 
Then I went over to this, uh, the Purple Viking, and it asked for a blueberry uh, brandy. And I didn't have that, but I did have a blackberry. And I'm like, well, I'm going space. I want to get the blackness of space. So I went with the blackberry brandy, <laughs> another one ounce, one ounce of blue carousel, and then a one ounce of a slow gin, which uh, this is, uh, I think, only the second time I've ever bought gin on purpose. Uh, so this, this <laughs> you, was, bought the, uh, you bought the good stuff too. I did. I get this from our local, uh, from local, uh, spirit works here in uh, Sebastopol. Got it at our favorite bottle barn. Uh, didn't talk to Jonathan on this one. Uh, he was busy cause it was at the holidays. That place was packed. Everybody's drinking <laughs> in the holidays. So, but I did, I did go by there. It's got a splash of sweet and sour. Uh, I got a fresh squeezed lime off our, our lime tree in the backyard and then topped it off with ginger ale. And so, uh, it, it makes this kind of bluey, you know, kind of space-looking color. It's it's nice. Flavor-wise, uh, this is a good drink. I, I thought with everything in it, I was like, oh, this might be overpowering. You know, the vodka and the dry vermouth may kind of take it in a way that I'm not expecting. But uh, I think with the, the blackberry brandy and even the slow gin kind of gives it a kind of a, a berry flavor, a kind of almost, it, it, it tastes kind of like a, a berry punch uh, with a little bit of carbonation. Huh. huh. And I'm really happy with it. So it's got a great so color. This, yeah. I mean, so this for those is of you that can't see it. Yeah, Most it'll be on the proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, very pretty. It'll be it'll be on the uh, on our uh, socials at some point in the in the future. I won't say near because I can't guarantee that, but uh, I will try to get it out there soon. Um, but yeah, this is so this is my screaming uh, space Vikings. That's so. a great title too. I like that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's a good one. Hey, well, I, I had to go with the goats, and, and they just cracked me up so much in it. <laughs> yeah, when they, know, right? when they get shoved into the into the into the boat, the or whatever whatever spaceship there, whatever spaceship the guardians are in, and, and they just start breaking oh. everything. <laughs> right, uh, the goats' names are, are Tooth Grinder and Tooth uh, Tooth uh, Nasher. Nasher. Yeah, yeah, I thought oh, that really? was pretty, yeah. Oh yeah, no, the, the, these Viking or these goats actually have a big role in mythology. They and they pull uh, Thor through space. It's basically like they did here, except for they didn't need uh, you know the Bifrost to do it. They just they just pull him through. Oh wow! Uh, and that one yeah, goat they, totally reminded me of Brian and Alicia's goat they had before it got uh, castrated. You know, and it was all going all crazy yeah. <laughs> and, and loopy and stuff like that because this this goat was pretty crazy in this movie but that goat i think was probably even more crazy the one they had yeah. and, until it yeah. got until it got fixed neutered and, yeah yeah <laughs> the fix fixed their uh uh their goat so um yeah. but yeah that, that, those those were those were that was to me that I, I i was those were two of the things i had to do either space fight you know space vikings or i had to find something with the goats because th those two things made me laugh uh pretty much you know I've, I've now watched this like four times because I saw it originally in the theater. Uh, I think there was the weekend it was released. I, I got to see it like the Monday. Um, and then uh, I did watch it uh, as soon as it came back out on Disney. And then I've watched it like two or three times over the last uh, week and a half just to just to kind of brush up on it. And it's a fun one. So yeah. another Taika Waititi uh, directed uh, vehicle. So, uh, you know, he was he was the one that brought us uh, Ragnarok, which kind of, you know, rocked the whole MCU as far as like what you can do with comedy in these non-Guardians uh, uh, movies. Because like Guardians had that had that uh, that jokey laughter, 
you know, uh, that gun brought, and then everything else was kind of a little serious. You know, there were some little jokes, but nothing like Ragnarok, and that was, you know, definitely had that Taika Waititi spin on it. And so they they brought him back again to keep keep it going with with this Thor Love and Thunder. You what's, know, what's and, right? Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say you mentioned rocked rocked the world with uh, with this movie Ragnarok the world, but also it brought rock music to it, and you know it had the seventies rock oh, coming God, coming at yes. us in such an effective way in that first one, and, and this one we got some eighties rock with Guns and Roses that uh, uh, right. r- really took over, made it cr- was a was a main ingredient to this one. Very, very big. I almost went with a Guns N' Roses uh, drink, too, or a GNR. I was looking for a couple of those because I, I love the soundtrack for this one. I like, I love, those are some of my favorite songs from Guns N' Roses. I could listen to those over again. They're like yeah. great driving songs because they just keep you, keep you moving. It's, keep it's your blood true. going. I'm not a, I'm not a Guns N' Roses fan, but the, the tracks that were chosen are the, are the best of the, of those and are, are great fits for this movie. I agree 100%. And I think they were played at great times, too. Like, they, they fit well with the theme of what was going on. Um, you, you were going to say something, Bo? Did you have something? Go yeah, ahead. I was just going to ask you. I, I forget if this one I was trying to look it up, but I was trying to uh, remember if this was released before or after um, Ant-Man. Ant. Or not this, not this. Sorry, if Ragnarok was released before or after Ant-Man. It was well, I think before. the first Ant-Man... Um, it was a it was a long time before the, um, Ant Man no, yeah, released before. Yes, Ant- the original right. Ant Man, but Ant Man and Wasp was re- released after this one. We podcast after before Ragnarok. though, so I think it was the timeline was might have been uh, right around the same time. And I think it okay. was because this one led right into uh, Infinity War. Okay. No, because yeah, it, but. You keep saying this one. Ragnarok led into it. Ragnarok, right? Ragnarok <laughs> led into Affinity War. Right. And then... Um, okay, that's Ant, right. But Ant-Man and Wasp ended with him... Dusty. Yeah. With them being dusted. So I think it's, it came it after. It was after. It came after. Yeah. Okay. So the original Ant-Man was before, though. And what I'm getting at is I think Ant-Man was, like high in the comedy. It just wasn't, I, like, a similar kind of comedy as... Yeah, I, I'll Ragnarok. give you that. I... I it was kind of a comedy. It, it it to me was more of a. It was kind of like a rom com comedy. It was like a sitcom the, without the rom. Like, I thought it was like a sitcom, <laughs> but it worked. It was just like a good Seinfeld yeah. episode with Ant Man. Whereas this was more of a. Well, Taika Waititi he brings that he brings the the New Zealand style humor, the flight of the Concords, the what right. we are in, what we do in the shadows uh, style, yeah. um, and it was such an unusual uh, thing to see coming out of you know when we yeah, saw yeah. Ragnarok it was um, a different kind of comedy so yeah um, yeah and I and I think I think uh, Ragnarok was kind of a surprise because the first two <laughs> four movies right. were pretty heavy I mean it was they were very like um, Shakespearean tragedy kind of stuff you know heavy oh, and know. dark and yeah. especially the second one you know yeah and that's so funny you say Shakespearean tragedy because they, you know, they kind of mock that in both Ragnarok and this movie, too, where they bring the same yeah. same re- returning cast to relive the events of, of Ragnarok. And, and we get Melissa McCarthy, too, to, to play uh, yeah. Hella. Uh, <laughs> Who is? Those were hilarious. She was incredible. Yeah. That, that mean, was she had, so She good. had, like, what, two lines, and she was just the best. Yeah. Well, the, the whole the whole play thing is great, and then you know they're we great. every time they do them, they're fantastic. Go ahead, sorry. 
Well, and then we got later on after after all the the shit hits the fan, and you know they're they're kind of reconvening in the the town hall. You know, they come up and he's like, "Is it is it too soon to to write a play about this?" You know, this is after <laughs> uh, Gore the God Butcher had come and 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 stole uh, the kids. You know, they're having the town meeting, and and they're like, all they're thinking about is like, "Hey." Um, you know, we, we really should be doing a uh, another play about this. And, and she doesn't say anything. He goes, well, I didn't hear a no. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I thought that was great that they added that. There's a lot of little jokes in this that, that work really well. Um, I don't know about you guys, but there was some stuff that I actually didn't think made it better. And it really revolved around they they kind of – they made Thor a little too dumb. A little too I'll, naive. I'll say little, it's, it's like it's like five steps forward and then ten steps back in this movie. It seemed like he had totally regressed back to yes his, his old self. It didn't it didn't it didn't fit with who he had yeah. become. Right. And that was that was that was hard to watch. <laughs> and that was the worst part of it for me because I was like I was, I hated the uh, the opening scene with him and the guardians. It's it's not the opening opening scene, but it's it's the first scene with them. After all the fighting and stuff happened, and then you got the conversation between Star Lord and, and Thor, and they just they make him like like he would have never been that way with Star Lord. He would have never like I I you know the begging for his approval and attention kind of thing Th- that would not have happened, you know. Right, and I also and, don't think he would have destroyed the temple either. I don't think like, he meant he might have did that I believe could I, mean, have I don't happened. think he meant to but I don't think he would have been so careless you know that he would have done it it's, uh, that's possible that was Thor but, yeah, 1 where he was careless and, and arrogant and uh, kind of full of himself and didn't care what get broke you know he drink yeah. his coffee and smash it on the ground he didn't give a shit where whereas by this point he, he's got a better understanding of what's going yeah. on so it yeah. it didn't seem to fit his character well especially the whole thing with with Star-Lord and him like staring into his eyes like you know would you know trying to get in the way of him staring at the crew when he's talking about you know you look into those that you love and he's I, it's a funny joke but it's not something thor would do right it, it just it did make sense and it, it kind of i i really hated that part of it and it it I, just kind of hurt the movie in my in my mind a little bit it was it was strange because it didn't seem like it it seemed like they tried to create this Thor that was still suffering from his loss of, of Jane, you know, yeah. the relationship. But it almost seemed like that was something that he had kind of gotten over already. And now it was more of a big deal about, about not being able to save, save the world. And he, he overcomes that. And then he, <laughs> you, you know, yeah, it, it just didn't seem like this. I, I couldn't get a sense of where he was at. It seemed like yeah. it was forced or it, it didn't fit with the the overall MCU narrative. Um, it and, it, like- and it goes that way through the whole thing. There's he, He's a little, just a little too naive and a little too dumbstruck, you know, like puppy in love kind of thing, but not with the real puppy in love part of it. It, it, it just didn't fit as well. Uh, but I did love that opening fight scene with uh, the, the Muppet Owls. I thought oh, that was oh, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, who else did, did anybody else just right away go? Is Jim Henson back? Did did he make those guys? Because that's they, exactly they what that reminded me yeah, of. Yeah, they definitely look like they, they like right off or something. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, you know, I thought I, of the guy. They, they always have that big hairy brown guy that was on the Muppets that would run through and like grab Kermit and run off with him. 
it kind of reminded me of that guy just with a beak. Yeah. And so I mean, uh, right. definitely, definitely was inspired by. It's, it's, I mean, I didn't look at the credits. It's possible it's the, the Henson His Workshop. Son. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but I thought that I mean it's it was great with the the Guns N' Roses song going. Uh, they were you know the the way he was fighting it it made sense it it was kind of you know uh, the big battle scenes where he's throwing the hammer and knocking everything around and and just going to town and uh, he gets his Van Dam on with the the split between the uh, the two right, fight exactly. things which is so funny that was pretty cool. Yeah. What, what's yeah. what's the movie with uh, Tim the Tool Tim uh, the Toolman Taylor the the Star Trek spoof? Um, oh, uh, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Galaxy yeah. Quest. So the Indigarians, the 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 blue guys that come shuffling over, they they reminded me of of the aliens. Oh, good in, call. Good in, call. In, in that, although they, I I wasn't as impressed with these blue guys. I I was. Yeah. In, I, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like uh, some uh, amateur, uh, <laughs> some amateur theater guys. <laughs> like, hey, we got uh, some blue paint and this, these right. outfits. Let's make some aliens. Yeah, I agree with you on I that. I bet it could have been better. I felt a lot of this movie was stifled by, you know, having to get to the story. I, I you know, I read a <laughs> lot about so much more that they filmed. And I could see that they probably filmed a lot more with the Indigarians just to kind of enhance their characters, but they didn't make up to the yeah. final cut, you know. Uh, but that was a perfect fight scene to start. I mean, we got we had uh, Ragnarok start with uh, the uh, immigrant song, which to me right. is is by far one of the best. I mean, it makes me want to just listen to that song, and every time I hear it, I, I think of that scene. Uh, Welcome to the Jungle was a great one for this one because it just had that feel, and uh, it's almost like the the music and and the the attacks were kind of timed out perfectly and almost like choreographed. I was like, this this works. Yeah. So I, I, I love they that. Did a great job with that. Yeah, um, that's and that's how we got uh, the the goats, the screaming goats, which uh, you know did add some some good comedy in the beginning. You know when when they're on the ship, and you got uh, Drax trying to wrestle with one, Gamora wants to shoot one, and they're right. re- yelling and screaming until Thor goes, you know, well we could always eat one, and all of a sudden they just dead quiet. He's <laughs> 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 like that was pretty funny, and I I don't know if you guys know much about the the mythology of these, uh, but in mythology. He would eat the goats uh, from time to time and resurrect them with his magic. Yes. So if he was oh, traveling really? and got hungry, he would kill them, eat them, and then resurrect them from their bones. <laughs> so oh, wow. and and I guess the key was as long as he didn't eat any of the bones or break any of the bones, that they would be able to resurrect, uh, you know, whole and everything like that. So it was a big deal when he when he would do it and stuff. I I remember reading a story where uh, I think Loki actually stole one of the bones and it became a big deal between the two of them to get the bones back so he could oh. resurrect the, the goats again so let me ask you this um did were these the only two of these we saw in the whole thing like we only saw the two goats through the whole thing or that's the other ones no it's it's just the two so i'm i always in the back of my mind i've i, I saw i've only seen it twice the movie so um the the thing i thought was going to happen was uh you were going to find out like it could have been a, a cut scene at the end or something that they were like, like, thank God we finally got rid of those damn goats kind of a thing or something like that. Yeah, like, two more like, show up. <laughs> like it was like a fake gift. Like they're like, fuck, what are we going to do with these goats? How are we ever going to get rid of them? Oh, I know. Like, we'll give them to Thor. He'll take them. They, they kind of suggested that because when they gave it to him, the, the one alien is like, 
It's like, uh, okay, you've accepted them. No give backs or yeah. something like that. Right, exactly. That's, what, that's they, exactly what I thought. I think for a cut scene, they should have cut to the goats and had them having a very, you know, like a British accent conversation <laughs> with each other, almost like they're sophisticated and, and they're not showing this side to, to the other people. And they're, they're conversing. Oh, what do you think about it? Or maybe the New Zealand uh, accent or something. Uh, but uh, Maori accent, and, and then course. you do a spinoff with the goats where they go off on their adventures. And then you go into mis- this whole this whole thing where Thor <laughs> eats mythology. them. And, you, you know, I, I, I think that's hilarious. And you could come up with a great little <laughs> funky series on that. So that would be good. More I, if I'm a- that they did that a lot in this in this movie when it came to jokes is they regurgitated them over and over uh, and, and to me the goats were funny the first time there were there were a lot of jokes that sometimes landed sometimes didn't but but there there's few specific ones like the goats that just they kept they kept doing and and it gets to be like you hear the saying the same you know that's it you only get that once and and to keep I don't going, know I, some, some every time they screamed the I think it was kind of like like after the very first scene where they screamed a lot, I think all their screams came in at just at the right time, like okay. just enough, like uh, like, hey, we're still here, remember us? And, and it was timing, uh, you know, when they crashed into the planet, and literally it was like they went head first into the planet, like when they were going out to. It's towards the end, third I act. I know, visually, that's so funny. You know, yeah, the whole boat just crashes into <laughs> yeah. like Nick and Morty type. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought that was pretty funny. Um. One of the things I really uh, was intrigued by when I when I found this out was is um, and and I, I, this is a time when nepotism is probably a good thing in movies is all of the actors that had children um, and family they were in this movie uh, so the yeah. Hillsworth family yeah. appeared in this film wholeheartedly so yep. all of his children made an and, appearance and uh, his, his wife two, too <laughs> yeah his two sons uh both played uh thor at different ages so like uh the the thor when he's running through in the beginning mm-hmm. uh that's uh, right. two of those are his sons his daughter actually played gore's daughter or love yeah uh, which i thought was it was brilliant i thought that was great uh his brother luke hilmsworth uh, was one of the actors um, who's been uh-huh. in the other ones. And his wife played, uh, she was the wolf uh, lady on top of the wolf. That's right. She, oh, her really? first appearance was actually in the second Thor when she did the kiss at the end. Where yeah. she, the stand-in for Natalie Portman for the yeah, cut scene or, so, you know, where Natalie Portman wasn't available. Yeah, but here, but she got to, she got to, she got to actually the be- moon with the, with the, <laughs> with the big wolf and, and Thor yeah. and, and herself. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then uh, most of the uh, the kids that were on the stage at the end, the there's a lot of those that uh, if you look them up, their last names are Bale and uh, right. Waititi and some uh, of the producers. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The, Both the uh, Taika Waititi's kids were in there, and yeah, Christian yeah. Bale was there. Yeah, his yeah. Honestly, yeah. why why wouldn't you? You know, you need a oh, bunch for of sure. kids, and it's like, like hey, it's you want to like, go to. Want to go to work with me today, kids? Yeah. And bring we'll your kid to work day. Right. Yeah, right. it's great. Why not? So I, I thought that was awesome. Um, Christian Bale in this is uh, phenomenal. Yes. And um, I know when me and Steve talked about this, he was talking about making a drink that was uh, genres that don't don't necessarily mix. And this is this is where I think you're talking about in this movie is the stuff yeah. with Bale was so serious and dark. And then you flip yeah. and you get the crap with, you know, Star-Lord and, and, and you well, know, 
score and it's kind of like, oh, this is cringy, goofy. Well, well, here's the, yeah, the the opening sequence when you get that very tragic oh. sequence where, where Christian Bale's gore, he loses his daughter and it's, you know, he's in total anguish and then he stumbles into the... Uh, into the the oasis where uh, the the god of um, oh I don't know what it's is like it, the, Rupert or Rupert. bringer of light uh, <laughs> Rapu yeah that's right Rapu. The bringer of light and and his type of humor is almost slapstick it's so so you're kind of mixing this anguish with slapstick and I thought I thought well Taika Waititi is probably a good director to try this out because Jojo Rabbit we you know you're dealing with you know, the World War II, uh, Nazi Germany, uh, but it still has this very frolicky humor that, that they play at, play throughout. Although that's seen through the eyes of a child, so it has a certain innocence. But here, True. here I didn't, I, I immediately just couldn't get my footing. It didn't seem to work. It seemed like here you're dealing with such a heavy topic, such a, you know, anguish, death of a child, and then throwing this, and I, I get it for the character, you know, why he becomes so yeah so vengeful and and decides to i mean i know he, he gets cut by the sword and the sword kind of has something to do with it too the necro sword uh, but uh but also i think you're they're trying to establish a motive um they do a really so, good job with it and uh, establishing the motive that they don't always do with some of the villains but it it just throughout the humor just seemed to totally push aside, you know, someone dying of cancer. It, it made things less serious. And I had a hard time with it. it and that, I, that's where I came up with all these drinks, like a milk and Red Bull uh, cocktail, uh, <laughs> you, know, you know, just, just because there's, it just, it seemed like they're taking two things and trying to slam them together. And if and anyone, neither one of them are peanut Wait butter and chocolate. You, you hope Taika Waititi could figure out how to pull it off. I don't think he did. I think, I think this one was just a hard one to, to, to find a, a, a mix or... I, I you know what? So. Now that you say that, and I think about it, I wonder if that's why... Um, this is not as uh, readily loved as a lot of the, the Marvel movies are. There's a lot of people. I mean, but then again, uh, most of the Phase 4 has been kind of poo-pooed upon by fans uh, compared to the first three phases. And I wonder if that has something to do with this is where... It, it was so dark in sometimes and then so goofy in others that the, the it just didn't mix. It, it wasn't a chocolate peanut butter mix. It was like you said, a Red Bull and, and, and milk where, you know, it just it just didn't. You can drink it, but well. then it's going to curdle in your stomach and you're not going to be happy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense because it, it did have a great story. And, and yeah, I don't know if I don't know if they could have went so dark though i don't know if it, he, they would have been able to pull that off i think well i don't know i part of me wishes they they did a, they made the movie with the mighty thor as the headliner you know something i, I think oh. it, i think it i think they lost some of jane's perspective when it was really a story that she yeah, could yeah. have she could have helmed she could have run with um i was even thinking about you know if they if they shot a four hour movie and then released the Helmsworth cut and the oh, and the, yeah. and the uh, Portman cut, oh. you know, and then made some sort of uh, I don't know, you From go either on, side. So you make commercials about how you know the <laughs> the studio forced us to make the or Thor forced us to make the Helmsworth cut, and you can go see that. And but then we're also releasing the the, the Portman. Well, cut. it's it's you know, the it Twix battle. Kind of this this interesting. Are you a left or are you a right? 
<laughs> right? It's the it's the Twix battle. It's it's are you a left? Are you a right? You know which, you know, and and then we can make a decision because I mean it was a mutual dumping according to Thor from Ragnarok, right? It, but we get the backstory on this, and was it really a mutual dumping? You know, we yeah. find. <laughs> but but I think I think Jane Foster had a more interesting story that could have you know you still get the Thor's humor in the background, but but yeah. but she could have carried it and brought a lot more of the the serious nature to to the film I, again this is th these are topics that they brought up i just think I, that would have been a better a better focal point but a right. but much more challenging one so, nina did you ever read go ahead i was i was going to ask you if you ever read the um sorry the the lady thor uh comics I, where i have not okay. i have not um i mean it's it's difficult because i mean taika's known and he became known with Ragnarok. It's like, oh, you know, he's the one who made Thor funny. And I think he finds, I mean, Thor, I, I, we said this when we did Ragnarok. There's a lot about Thor that's inherently ridiculous. Not <laughs> not his personality necessarily, but just the whole, the whole mythology thing is just kind of silly. And you can have a lot of fun with that. But then you have things that, that it's, it's hard to make funny. Mm -hmm. Like... And cancer. children, cancer, <laughs> hard to make funny. Yeah, but those and, are ingredients and, that he readily put into this movie. I don't, you know. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I, I think he tried to balance it. Like he he tried to make the ridiculous stuff ridiculous. Like, okay, we'll make the Guardians of the Galaxy silly because you know they're already humorous. We're, we'll make. You know Zeus and the rest of the gods silly because <laughs> let's face it there there's there's a there's a level of ridiculousness mm -hmm. about that. But you're right, Steve. It is hard to shift tones. You know, in the space of a two-hour movie, and and it's you're and it's not always successful. It it is kind of hard to go from, you know, uh, the real silliness to to Jane like putting Mjolnir down and, and pretty much dying on the spot. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of shocking and it's kind of hard to take. Yeah, well, I thought the third act was actually my I thought the best. I thought I thought Taika Waititi, when he deals with more human emotions, the scene in Ragnarok when he's fighting his brother, you know, the, he's oh, going down the, the, elevator, the elevator is, yeah. is beautiful. Uh, what's the mm -hmm. what's the wildebeest or the the. The other movie for the wilder people, the wilder people. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, which is, is, is funny, but it's still so, uh, so moving and heartfelt, you know, and that's, yeah. that's Taika Waititi taking on that. And I have a feeling that he tried to put a lot more into, of that into that. Just from what I've read, there was so much more shot, you know, Christian Bale talks about how of this you know, or of the Wilder he, people. Sorry. Well, of, of, of this. this of this movie, you know, he oh, had a scene with okay, Peter gotcha, Dinklage, gotcha, and a, okay. a scene with Jeff Goldblum. You know, where he was going around. I'm assuming killing the different gods and stuff. But but it, it it leads me to believe that there was a lot more movie in here that had to be trimmed back. And uh, what you're left with sometimes is just, you know, let's let's see more Ragnarok. And Ragnarok was all about the humor. And, you know, I I loved Ragnarok. But but this one, this one, uh, just to me, the humor was 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 too too slapstick. Didn't resonate along with the material. It seemed to to kind of distract from it. And yeah, 
I agree. So, I think they could have pulled back some of it and still had a really good, like like we did in Ragnarok, where you had a lot of the emotional ties, but you still had some of the funny stuff. Even even when he's mucking around in with uh, Hulk in his room, and it's like they're they're throwing stuff at each other, and, and it's kind of funny, but it's also very deep and meaningful too. You know, uh, I, that's what I think we missed in this one is there's no deep meaningful things with Thor even this, even when they should have when you know they're on the. They're on the the boat being pulled through space, and and he's he's pouring his heart out, kind of, to Jane. You know, uh, it still gets a little goofy instead of like really being able to find a way to make that truly, truly meaningful. You know, it's like, oh look, uh, you know, space dolphins. You know, they they mate for life in packs of six. You know, it's like <laughs> it's, it, it 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 had some funny, but it was also kind of like, uh. Well, like it didn't have the meaning that it could have. When he takes off with with uh, through the roof, when he's at New Asgard, and he just like I'm yeah. gonna go, I'm gonna take off, and he leaves, and he leaves this huge hole in the middle of it. I mean, I get that as a joke, and they just kind of go, "What the hell? What what'd you do?" But that's not Thor. You know, he's he's beyond that. He's smarter than that yeah. at this point. And so it seems sometimes the jokes are no longer tied to the character anymore. It's like that's where I think. You, they got away with it in Ragnarok because that stuff you're, you're seeing these characters trying to struggle with certain things that are, 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 are who they are, you know? And, right, uh, right. and in here, it seems like now it's just, they're just being stupid. You talk about him being kind of an imbecile and stuff. Yeah. That's, that's not who he is anymore. I mean, he's got a little bit of that character, but he doesn't do such stupid things anymore. And that's what I saw a lot of in this. And it was so I, I want, tough. I want to get your guys' take on this too. This is a, this was a comedy point in the, in the movie that I thought was funny for a little bit. And then I just, I kind of got over it and I want to know what you guys think, but it's his relationship with, uh, the, the ax, uh, in the, the jealousy and the, you know, the, the mole, you know, the mule deer kind of, uh, want, you know, it, it, it was, there was parts of it that were funny, but then I I got really tired of the the jealous axe kind of thing, and it, like when it floated in the background over the you know in the corner, I was like, uh, it, to me that was just almost too slapsticky. I was like, huh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm just curious what you guys thought. I I, 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 I absolutely agree. Yeah, I think I think that was like the like to me it was like the goats. It it, it was funny, but then when they kept returning it and drawing it out. To where it got thin and it didn't it didn't make me. And laugh I mean, anymore. it's it it's something that we haven't seen before. I mean, we haven't seen that that Mjolnir and <laughs> the axe are Stormbringer. Yeah, Stormbringer. That they have like they're, they're like they're sentient. That, that, that there's that yeah that there's any sentience or or feeling that they or can understanding talk or whatever there. and like he's I mean, never I, once talked to him the entire time has he? I no he's. Uh, no, I mean, not was, really. I don't think so. Not really. No, I mean, it was sort of something that. Um, did you guys watch the little short films that Taika Waititi did um, around Ragnarok? Where? No. Um, okay, so there there was uh, two or three of them, where it's basically what Thor was doing during uh, during Civil War. Mm. Why oh, okay. he was and. It had, he's like, oh, I'm living here in Australia, and I have a roommate, and yeah, I saw one of those. Darryl, in fact, I think Daryl was in the movie for. Dar yeah, Daryl was the. Oh uh, really? He was the he was the uh, 
tour guide. In tour the guide. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. So, but, you know, there was, he talked about Mjolnir and that, like he, you know, he's, you know, he's like, oh, I have a little bed that I put Mjolnir in. And it was kind of like, but it was silly. It was like a three minute video that was yeah. just done for fun. And I think, I think Taika Waititi like kind of like, oh, well, let's have some fun with this. And it's like, it doesn't really work, man. Yeah. It's just, you know, you can't go from, you know, I mean, you can have like, I mean, you know, you had Thor and Ragnarok, like, oh, I missed my hammer. It's pretty, you know, it was, I had a special relationship and all this stuff. But, you know, it's it, to, to kind of have it, it like the hammer and like Mjolnir and Stormbringer just like float around by themselves of their own accord and have opinions about things. It's like, no, that's where I think work. it went too far. Like doesn't having work. him, him pine after Mjolnir. Yeah, that's perfect. Like, yeah, have him yeah. kind of show that, but yeah, the whole floating on its own or acting up or like, you know, not doing what I, I was like, that's where right. it got a little old for me. And I, I, I agree with you. I think it was kind of weird. Um, so was, I was just curious what other people thought. Cause that was one thing that I was like, ugh. Uh, is there so, any basis to that in the comics or anything even does anybody know not that i know of no not that i know of no but speaking of the comics one of the things and we talked about the seriousness of of you know gore the god butcher and the the um the jane foster uh cancer and everything like that so those are directly from the comics and, and the stories they pulled directly from it and matter of fact oh, I, really? I went yeah, yeah i went and read uh um i think i don't know if they call it lady thor or just mighty thor but it's, it's just when, the mighty thor yeah yeah it's when jane foster uh is is picking up mjolnir because uh thor is missing right and it's one of those things is someone has to be thor so she just does it. it and she doesn't really ask anybody she's not even sure about it she just ends up grabbing uh, Mjolnir and becoming Thor and it's like she does this um, she has cancer and the whole the whole thing is is like uh, she's even in there, they even have a scene where she's getting her treatment and um, I can't remember what it's one of the warriors three is sitting there with her you know it's like she always has someone from Asgard there it's like they, they treat her like a sister kind of thing as much as oh, yeah. they would Thor and uh, what yeah. it turns out is, is that every time she grabs the hammer and becomes Thor it kills the poisons that are being put into her to kill the cancer. So essentially she's destroying her treatment every time she becomes Thor, but it doesn't kill the cancer. And that's why essentially it's uh, stopping her from becoming, you know, getting better is because every time she becomes Thor and the world needs Thor at this time, because the real Thor is not around and, and and it's like they it's, so it's a really good emotional story and she does some crazy stuff she fights a one of the ice giants and just does some whoop ass shit on it so it's a really good story and I I like how they kind of brought that into it and they really stuck with it the the cancer and how becoming Thor is t- essentially killing her because it's not allowing her to be cured um, and same with the the Gore the God Butcher that like they really pulled from the comics with him and and I right. thought his his story was really good too yeah his it, the the kind of I don't know if it was his daughter that died, but it was one of those things is he lost his his faith in the gods because of how they treated him and decided, yeah, I'm going to kill them all kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. And you know, I didn't pick up to – sorry, were you done? I didn't mean that. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um, I, I, uh, the part I didn't pick up on, you mentioned it, and, you know, I, I – pure – 
I mean, it's it's hard for me to watch movies at home. I just I'm always feel like I'm distracted or something, and I'll look away, or the dog will do something, or I don't know, you know, any something will happen. So I miss some of these little nuanced things. But I had not noticed. I saw that his hand was cut, but I didn't notice how his hand got cut. I didn't notice that his hand got cut with the God Killing Sword, which kind of connects a couple of the dots. Um, well, and it also healed right away, on its right. own. Right, right, right. Exactly. So it connects some of the dots as to how he got to be, you know, to just like, I don't know, evil's the right thing. Super vengeful. I just incredibly vengeful kind of a person. Right. Well, yeah. Well, that, like, that's... I wouldn't say, I mean, to say he's evil, like looking at how the gods are portrayed, I would say outside of Asgard, the way the gods are portrayed, portrayed in, <laughs> in like uh, with Zeus, right? Yeah. And the way the gods, like the even the god who, when he's, you know, he's basically the last follower of this god. He's about to die, or or at least he thinks he's the last follow, follower of this god, and he feels like he's about to die. And this guy's like, like I don't care about you. You're just a single follower, and yeah. there will be more yeah. where you came from, so I don't care if you die. Like, they're all kind of heartless, right? Like yeah. most of these gods that you see, except for, I mean, Odin. I mean, but if you go back to Odin, was that he, way too? But Odin, I was going to say Odin was even that way. Like, for, I don't know that we've seen Thor as being that way, but Loki was no like dream to be around. Like, he was kind of a, you know, kind of a pain. Like, all these guys, Zeus and some of the other gods, like, well, and know, that's we're, we're going to see, we're going to see a. Um, Roy Kent is going to be like, <laughs> obviously Lee's, kind of an yeah. ass, right? <laughs> you know, That's, it's just, it's it's how they portray the gods. It's like, you know, I don't blame the guy for being like. Oh, so I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's it's a podcast called The Villain Was Right. And uh, <laughs> they uh, they do a podcast and they go on <laughs> and they take uh, the villain's side and explain why the villain is right. And, and then. This is no different. They, I just listened to it today. It is dead on. Uh, they bring up some incredible points that on this why, one? yeah, this one specifically that uh, that Gore is is in his right mind. You know, he 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 basically comes along that garden and and that God is that that he's worshipped and and you know he gave everything for and his daughter died and all he wanted like, was you know literally almost died in the desert. He probably could have gone somewhere else and he probably felt like some connection to he had to stay where he was. You know, he couldn't go somewhere else because of this God. And here he is going to die for him. And the guy's like, go fuck yeah. yourself. Well, and I don't know if you guys have ever watched the show The Magicians. No, I haven't. No. Oh, wait, is that the one that was on sci-fi about yes. the... Yeah. I, I watched like the first two seasons of that. Yeah. So there's a scene in that where it has a very similar thing where they go to this. It's it's about it's like it's like Harry Potter's in college kind of kind of story, but but yeah. way oh. darker, uh, a lot more adult. And then anyways, they go to this other world and, and they have a very scene very much like this where there's another God and, you know, kind of the same thing. Like, fuck you. I don't give I'm you know, I'm so and so and I don't need you. And and they end up killing him. And it's it's very reminiscent of that that scene. It, it's very it, it hits on a on a, a great level as far as like he's right in in everything in gore in everything that's going on in there he's like you know i i worshiped you i did everything for you and the guy's like i don't give a fuck so you have a reason to to say like yeah uh gore has a you know a reason now when he says okay i'm just gonna kill all of them though that's where it's like wait a minute like <laughs> it's not well, all gods I mean... Well, I mean, well, you gotta understand. I can sort of understand it, though. Like he had this one god. I mean, of of a of a culture where probably the god was the center of 
of their whole oh, culture. Oh, for sure. And, yeah. you know, and for him to finally meet this god and have him be, it's like, he's no better than I am. And most of the gods, pretty much all the gods that we see are no better than, than humans. They're just as petty. They're just as uh, Most of the time worse. Are you saying yeah. in, in the movies? In the movies? In, in these movies? In, yeah. In these movies, yeah. Well, you notice, but you're talking about like the gods we worship in real life. I was going to say, you notice Jehovah and Jesus Christ and uh, Buddha were not in the... <laughs> right. Yeah, they didn't. You know. <laughs> well, there was a god of carpentry that they referred to, and some people believe right. that was Jesus they were talking about. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's po- it's it's possible, but if so, it was pro- it was... Just a very subtle well, joke. Did you guys? Yes, did you, I, I agree yeah. with that. Yes. I mean, they, it's, they, like, it's, they, like they in, it's like it's like ET. It's like ET in the Star Wars movies in the Grand Council oh. chamber. Right. <laughs> right. 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 It's yeah. like a little inside joke. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I and and the thing is, and we haven't seen, we haven't really seen the Asgardians. They call them gods. We haven't really seen. Does Thor have followers? Is there a Church of Thor somewhere on? Well, well, Odin says the Asgardians even, followed him, didn't they? Doesn't Odin say they're not gods? They're mortal. They live. They die. I mean, that was something that. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's kind of the that's kind of the conceit in in Marvel is they have these characters that are from mythology, like you have Zeus mm-hmm. and Hercules and and Thor and all these guys, um, but they're not they're not actual gods. They're aliens. It kind of comes from the, you know. I don't know if you guys are, are old enough to remember the, the chariot of the gods from the seventies where it was like where they said the oh, same age. Well you are. I don't know how old <laughs> I don't know how, how old Noah and Steve are. But well, Noah just turned fifty, so I don't know. Steve's about the same, okay. right? Steve? I'm fifty two. Yeah. Okay, I actually just so, yeah. turned fifty one. Okay. So, so, <laughs> oh. so for the so for the so Oh for Alyssa the, just turned fifty, right? Yeah. Okay. So gotcha. for the so for the younger people in our audience, in the seventies there was this book, um, called Chariot of the Gods, that the postulated that aliens visited Earth in ancient days mm. and were worshipped as gods. And they, they helped build the pyramids and they helped build, uh, you know, the Mayan civilizations and they helped, you know. Makes sense. I mean... Like well, Star- I mean, if you don't, Star- if you don't, Stargate, I think that kind of references that Stargate, yeah. Battlestar Galactica, there's a lot yeah. of science fiction that, that kind of comes from it. Um... You know, I mean, you can. So I think that's kind of what inspired, or and 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 Zeus and those characters in Marvel was like, what if? Yeah, what if Thor wasn't an actual god with just an alien that visited Scandinavia back in, you know, prehistory and was worshipped? And I and I think so. So that's what you have. You know, they, so maybe they Gore could just be looking at a threshold of power. People who have certain abilities right. that that are and they like, are worshipped. He considers them a god, but but there is no real right, right, exactly like trait that says someone is a god. It's not. It's the right, gold so, blood. You got to have the gold blood. Yeah, <laughs> like like here's like he's he's going to take out all of these these you know petty uh, selfish creature creatures that pretty much declared themselves gods almost now in the comic 
Gore, when he when he had the sword, the Necro Sword, it wasn't called the Necro Sword. This was actually Venom, right? or the the black. Well, it's from the same symbiote, but it's I yeah. think it is it is called the Necro Sword, um, if I'm not mistaken. But um, they're they're made from the same material. Yeah, but but he was so it wasn't just a moral dilemma with him where he said I'm you know I oh he I'm gets avenged, I'm avenging my 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 daughter's death or my my people's death. It's it's also an infection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got. He's He's, he's, and they play that in the they play that in this movie a little bit, um, yeah. I, so think I I think they overdo it just because they cut his storyline down too much. It's almost like that became well, he's infected, so we don't need to go <laughs> into it too much uh, and really establish more beyond. It's funny on that vil- the villain is right podcast. They talked a lot about that. That you know was he really infected or was this was this really his idea the whole time? Was it the you know they get really into it. It's pretty cool. One of the other things, um, and I don't know if it was just them, they talked about, you know, his whole his whole mission against the gods, um, and like you said, it's it is it. What makes a god, uh, you know, is it is it just you proclaim it? Is it because people worship you? Uh, you know, is it is it if you have if no one worships you anymore, do you fail to become stay a god kind of thing? It's the way I've read different things. So, but the the side note on this is is like, well, this is, could be more like. You're saying it's just it's the one percenters, right? And we get a lot of that that feel when you get uh, to uh, it. What is it? Impetus City. Uh, Omnip- what's the yeah, omnipotent. omnipotent. <laughs> omnipotence. Yeah, omnipotent. So you well, know that's you, where the gods live. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. but not only that, but it's like, oh, we're just gonna hide out here. This this was filmed uh, partially during COVID. Right. And it's like, oh, we're just, you know, we're going to hide up here and where we're safe and, you know, leave the people to the masses of whatever the fuck's going on. You know, it's a, it's a little poke at that in a way, too. You're like, you know, we're just going to stay here and figure out where we're going to have our orgy, you know, and, and, and no one can find us and nobody could get at us and we're going to be safe. And I was like, when, when someone pointed out, I was like, God damn, that's. Yeah, kill those motherfuckers. But uh, you know, yeah, but it's one lot, of those. A lot of politicians got into trouble, like Gavin Newsom, and you know, other people were because they were seen Pelosi. in these kind of kind of uh, you know partying when uh, or when they're telling it. everybody else you can't go anywhere, stay in your house, or you're going right. to be arrested. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah they're or, at the dinner table with uh, no mask. Yeah. Yeah. So I or, mean, it, there's like, a little or like Ted Ted Cruz last. Last, uh, <laughs> going winter, to Cancun when, or where we went to? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> went to Mexico. Texas, yeah. Texas is record low temperatures and no power, and he's like, "Oh, the girls wanted to go to Mexico. What can I do? You know, I just I love I, my children. You know." Yeah. I heard that that was a pre-planned trip before that ever happened, but I don't know. Um, either still, way, I know. Still, I, I just well, even the UK it brought down the prime minister uh, last year because he got, you know, he was partying during COVID. You know, the yeah. Board, I mean, Boris, it, it's. It's uh, a lot of uh, do what I say and don't do what I do from a lot yeah. of them, but that's and that's what we get. And, and uh, you, but you also get a microscope coming from social media that that tra- traces oh, your true. every move. So right. so it's like <laughs> we can we can be really good ninety nine percent of the time, but you know that one percent you do that one time go out of line, it's going to get posted and you're going to go down. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of all the gods. Um, one thing I, I'm going to say right off the top that I, I really wish they would have done is I wish they would have showed more gods. Right. We get a, a small little sampling of something. We get, we get it, the, the it, god it of did, buns. It, it, did <laughs> you know? feel, it did feel a little uh, like 
here, here's this stage. Here's this stage. Yeah. It, it didn't, you didn't get a sense of the scope of the place. Yeah. Um, I would have liked were, to just seen way more. Did you, did know? you see the old uh, Cronin God on his uh, iron throne of scissors? Was, of scissors? Because yeah. rock, yeah. rock beat scissors. Because rock beat scissors. Is that great? <laughs> yeah. That was Nini Nani. <laughs> Nini Nani, the God of I the Cronins. We get some well, funny like, scenes. I like how like Thor, I mean, like, even at the very beginning, when they find the first, forget the name of the first god they found, and he's like, oh, nicest guy. Like, they're talking about oh. him like they're all, they're, they're when they talk about him like they're old friends. Oh, oh nicest guy. Like So, okay, here's here's a question on that. That's that when uh, it's a shot, uh, like a, a long-range shot, and you see the back of Thor and um, uh, Korg, and they're looking, and it's this big, huge, monstrous kind of, like, beast that's lying on its side dead yeah. in snow. That is directly from a comic book cover. Um, oh, really? Thor, God of Thunder, I think number three or something like that. It is a little, and it's like, they did it to the T. And yes, that was exactly yeah, who he was talking about. And I was amazing. like, that it's was amazing. that was really cool that they did that. Um, I thought that was really neat too. Um, we get one of the scenes, and uh, uh, let's, let's talk about this real quick, and then we'll get into Zeus. But what, or, or we could talk about Zeus and get into the scene, because they're all kind of tied. Uh Great, great character <laughs> played by Russell Crowe. Uh, so funny, so so entertaining uh, playing the Zeus. Uh, some people had issue with his his uh, Greek accent. They weren't sure if there was if if that was him trying to be funny. If it was a real Greek accent, what what it was? It was, it was hilarious. Come on, I, he's, he's a Greek god. It's yeah. great. It's it's perfect. <laughs> my yeah. my favorite part about it is 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 when he's talking to him and he decides to walk down towards him, and he kind of goes over to the side stage and starts to go down the stairs. He kind of lifts his his. He's wearing like a skirt and he kind of lifts it up like on the sides like a like. A plie kind of thing. Yeah, I, it just yeah, and, he it, kind, and he kind of minces down the stairs. Yeah, yeah that was. I funny. laughed so hard at that. I was just like, "That's fucking hilarious." Um, but we got one of the things that I found from uh, the few podcasts that I listened to that had females on it. That was like their favorite part, or the men that would admit it that their wives love the scene with the flick, where where Zeus flicks a little too hard. And yeah. uh, I don't know. Uh, so this was this was brought up, and I, and I can't remember for sure, but I know I saw it in the theater, and then I watched it on Disney. There was a question on whether or not that they were going to cut that scene a little bit short so you don't see uh, um, Thor's butt. And I was like, I watched it on Disney, and I'm like, I don't remember seeing full butt, but people were saying in the theater, if you saw it originally, you saw full butt. I just Do you guys remember? Up. Yeah, I watched it on I Disney. Just, just, I just watched it, it yesterday, and you do. Yeah. Okay, you so Disney I left it in. But too, I mean, okay. <laughs> they, they, they 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 pixelated it in the trailers. The moon was oh. out. No. It was nice okay. and bright. Yeah, <laughs> the werewolves yeah, were howling. Movie, it's like it's like. I guess butt's okay, you know? <laughs> That's where they got the idea for Werewolf by Night. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, it was a big question was whether Disney was going to was gonna show the butt or not because apparently there's, uh, <laughs> if you watch uh, Blue Lagoon on Disney now, they've uh, digitally enhanced uh, um, her, oh, God, why can't I think of her name, uh, from Blue Lagoon, her hair, so it, it covers her Brooke butt. Shields. Oh, no, no, it was, Brooke Shields. No, Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. Oh, okay. No, they did it for Splash too. Disney shows a crack. With Daryl Hannah. Your mom. So I, I don't know why they would do it. I can understand why they do Brooke because she was underage when they filmed that. 
Yeah. So I understand. I was like, oh, okay, I get that. That's, you know, even though it was like 100 years ago. But yeah, I could just, but that's why I was like, are they going to do that? Are they going to make his, <laughs> his hair long? And so it was just a question. Oh, and maybe. I was like, I was like, I can't remember if I saw his butt. I mean, I, I think I saw his butt. But regardless, that is, that is a great, great scene. Uh, and I think he actually asked for that just because if you work that hard on your body, hell yeah, you want to see a flick. Right. I, thought yeah. it was, I thought it was really funny. I thought it was funnier than Thor. But a lot of people just thought that was just bathroom humor and just kind of tired. I, I get that. But it, I, he, he does, he's, he's got a pretty nice ass. And <laughs> so. I, I mean, there's... I have some friends who are actors, and Andrew's an actor. But I had a friend who did a play... Um, downtown uh it was based on uh restoration comedy where there's a nude scene mm-hmm. with a dude yeah and um i said i said when i went to see it i'm like i was surprised that they did the nudity and he's like well he's like there's kind of this we talked about it and it's like fem- female nudity in movies and plays is always kind of sensual and sexy so male nudity is humorous you know so and i'm like it's true it's true you see it you see a dude's butt is usually funny you know (laughs) we were watching uh it's for comic effect is what i mean not that it's not that it's funny but we we were watching yeah like we were watching today we were watching um uh this is 40 have you guys seen that one with paul rudd sure yeah it's Paul Rudd and and who's who's the wife? Um, she, it's the director's wife, uh, but they, yeah, they both they both appeared in uh, in the other movie as same the same characters. In, Superbad. Um, was it Superbad? Okay. No, knocked up. Sorry, knocked there up. There you go. Yes, yeah, yeah. knocked up. They gotcha. were knocked up together, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, what what do you call it? Anyway, the the there's a scene where Paul Rudd in that movie is he has a like a growth on his butt. And he's sitting there with a oh, mirror, right. and he's got, like, his camera, and he's trying to see it. And Kelly goes, that would be you. You're, like, you're fine <laughs> being nude. You have no problem being naked. Like, guys, like, it's different than women and all that kind of stuff. And it's, like, it's kind of, like, yeah, she's, like, yeah, you be in there. And I'd be, like, I'm not looking at that, like, kind of a thing or whatever. <laughs> you know, so it's, like, it's just so funny when he's sitting there and she's just cracking up we're both cracking up actually but anyhow you know you mentioned but. you mentioned that seeing the butt is the humorous part but i think it was seeing the reaction of the of of the all the women the, the women and the, was fainting the, the guy is like is what are they yeah like his 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 concubines his, or whatever like yeah. his handmaids they they and, all pass out and the and the two dudes his yeah. guards they, One of them pass like out too. That's on their face. That, yeah. and, and this is where I think it would have worked a little bit better if they played it more serious up until then. It seemed like at this point they were already deep into the humor, so it didn't didn't resonate as as much of a change at this point. I thought it was funny, but I, I would have liked to seen uh, them treat things a little bit more seriously. And then at this point, just everything goes goes south. Well, I, I like it. I like. I mean, Thor had the best reaction. You flick too hard. Like his delivery of that was friggin' great. I, I loved it. And then the reaction also of of you know Valkyrie and and Jane and and Corey. 
You know, they go, oh, right. like she sits back like she's starting to eat popcorn. Like, oh, well, it's getting right. good. Yeah, even Korg is like, mm. <laughs> yeah, Korg. Well, I mean, we find out later, which. All right, let's bring that up. real. I, I, I hate to jump around. Well, actually, too much. Go, going back to that that scene. Sorry, just, yeah, just yeah. the whole the whole God scene there. We can go. I know what you're going to talk about. I think, Noah, <laughs> but going back to the whole God scene, um, you know, I was when he when when um, whoever the actor is that played Zeus, I'm drawing a blank. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Crow. Crow. When Russell Crowe, when, when he first talks, like before he actually first talks, I was thinking, man, I wonder if they're going to have him speak with a Greek accent. Because nice. like every movie you see Zeus in, he always has... I, I like a British... Ever, like he always has... Yeah, exactly. Some kind of other accent. And I was just like, man, I wonder if he's going to speak with a Greek accent. Well, lo and behold, he did. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. You know the story anyway. behind that? So Russell Crowe suggested doing the Greek accent, and Taika Waititi said no. He wanted him to have a British. So they filmed all those scenes with both accents, and Taika Waititi in the end said, you know what? You're right. This works better. He should have had a Greek accent. I mean, like, like he's Greek. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that's an actual good Greek accent or not. I couldn't tell you. Oh, I don't either. It's probably going to go down as one of the, like, five worst accents in movie history. It's like it's going to go. It's going to go fair as if it's a comic. As as you'll talk about next week when you do Knives Out, you know, that's another one of the five worst accents. But again, when you're doing it for comic effect, I know I get No, I agree. I'm not. Keanu Reeves. That wasn't that wasn't comic effect. That was just right. I'm not I'm not at all being critical, Steve. I I, I get it. Like, I totally understand. Like, I'm not. It did sound it, it maybe wasn't like real strict Greek, but it was close enough to like. Your friend Nick's Greek grandfather, you know, it's it's. I didn't know it enough. It made me think of Mario from uh, from uh, Nintendo. Like I, I've never been to Greece, so I don't know True. how accurate it is. It's it's. I thought it was. I thought it. It sort of sounded like maybe somebody who's been living in this country for, or yeah, or in America or someplace for a while. But like my big fat Greek wedding kind of an accent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, a good comparison. Nice. Um, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I like the. I mean, they portrayed Zeus pretty good in this. That as far as uh, accuracy, as far as Zeus is not a, always a good guy. I mean, but we said earlier, neither is Odin, and and there's a lot of gods that aren't. And so, I think it came off really well. I think it was played out. I, I love the fact that he comes down and he's whispering to him. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm actually scared." Like you know, he admits to it. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was done really well, and and it. it I think it worked. I liked the battle scene. My my biggest problem with this, and, and we'll get into more on Korg in a minute, uh, but was when Korg was killed, essentially, but didn't get killed, and then they just have his face. And I almost, as much as I like Korg, I got a little tired of Korg in this one. He kind of, he really? kind of, he kind of played out a little bit. It's like... He kind of one-lined himself a little too much. He like didn't have he a story. Of, he didn't have a story arc. He was just there for the one-liners. Yeah. Yeah, or or or, or some um, agenda pushing it, it too, but um, you know, it's it's. Uh, Wait, he, I I almost yeah, did. Speaking well, he, come on. yeah, just the fact that, that he's 
Well, I thought they played it fine, but 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 we'll talk about that in a second. He reminded me of C-3PO because, you know, at the beginning, he's doing the whole uh, narration of the previous stories, just like mm-hmm. C-3PO did in Return of the Jedi. Oh, with yeah, the Ewoks. yeah. And then here, yeah. he when he gets, you know, turns into a little, you know, head, head. and they slap him on the back, just like Chewbacca slapped C-3PO on the back <laughs> when when, Chub- when when C-3PO blew up in Empire Strikes Back. Right. So that was like a double nod to C-3PO, I thought. I, yeah. I, I looked for a C-3PO cocktail, but I wasn't very interested. Oh, that's funny. In those, that's so. good. <laughs> I, I mean, I wonder how much of it was just because Taika plays it. him. And, <laughs> well, I mean, like in, in Ragnarok, he had a couple of scenes. And I think maybe he at some point he was like, this is too much. I can't direct and act in a suit at the same time. So I, I well, this think it's kind of for expediency's sake. I think it worked having him as kind of narrator to kind of try yeah. to, because I, and I'm not sure if this happened all was planned all along or if they came in in the end and tried to figure out how to tie the story together. Cause it was not, you know, didn't feel cohesive. Oh, think, and so they had were... him tell the story and that seemed to work. I, I, I do think that there, I mean, some of the criticism commentary that I've heard on this where people have said, Oh, it doesn't, it's inconsistent and there's different things. And they said, it could be that it's like, it's all from Korg's point of view almost. Cause there's right. like, and he like does they, make mistakes in his like name. Like he always gets Jane Foster's Jane Foster. name wrong. Like several Foster, times. Jane Fonda. Yeah. And, Jody you know, Foster. Yeah. yeah. Jody, Jody Foster. Foster. Or, but yeah, there, anyway. but like there's, there's a scene in the, the opening sequence when they're like, we have to go fight when he's with the guardians. And it's like, we have to go fight. And, he jumps on Stormbringer like a yeah. like and he a rides it off like a flies yeah. off. Is, is it a Stormbreaker? Was, it's Stormbreaker, right? Stormbreaker. Which what is it? Storm- I think it's, what is I think it? it's I think it's Stormbreaker. <laughs> oh, Whichever. That, yeah. Yeah, you know. It's the but, bringer, but bringer of light is is uh <laughs> Rapu. <laughs> Rock. But, but anyway, he jumps he jumps on the like a like a witch's broom and flies off, which is what Korg asked him in Ragnarok, where he's he's like, oh, I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I, I use the, I use Mjolnir to travel, and it's like, oh, like a broom, and he's like, no, not like a broom, I like throw it and hold on, but, you know, maybe Korg <laughs> didn't quite get that, and it's like, he's telling the story, and he's like, he jumped on it and flew off. <laughs> I think, I think when I was thinking about the stupidity of Thor, that crossed my mind, is maybe we're just seeing this through Korg's point of view, and this is how he remembers it, because that's how they launch into the movie, is him telling the story to the, to the, uh, uh, Indigarians, the, the young Indigarians that, and yeah. so that, that would make sense, although I don't think they held to that throughout. I think it, it. Yeah, I it's that's the thing. If 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 you go by that, then yeah, you're right. It's they haven't, they weren't real consistent with it. And that might have been an right. idea that they were considering, and might might be why they Throwing had them riding, and, riding the yeah. broom uh, just for that and doing. Mm-hmm. Well, it also was a playback on when he's talking to him, and he's like, uh, "So you 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 fly in your hammer." He's like, no, no, you know, I throw it and it pulls me off. You got that's, pulled off by your hammer? Yeah, that's yeah. what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it is Stormbreaker. Um, so just just to clear that up. Okay. Uh, yeah. So one of the things um, I didn't I didn't care for the whole face of Korg. Uh, you know, when he, he it was one of those ones that like all through the. I mean, we get it. We get a potential death scene of of uh, Valkyrie, and then we get a potential death of of uh, Jane Foster, then an eventual death of Jane Foster. But this was uh, 
Korg dying, but not really dying. It kind of was, it was like, oh, okay. I just, I didn't care for it. Um, but what I did want to bring up, uh, I'll wait a second because Bo walked away for a second here, but because I, I want to get his take on it. I'm sure he's going to have some fun stuff to say about it. Um, the story when they were on the boat and, you know, you've got Thor out talking to Jane, you know, and he's like, I, I want to feel shitty, you know, and we get the, 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 the scene where they're, he's trying to tell her he loves her and, and, you know, they both, that's great. I, I really like that. And, you know, it does a really good job. And then we get back into the, the, um, uh, hut part of the boat. <laughs> I don't know if you guys Cocktail. know. Yeah. Cocktails I was going to say, did you see dreams, the cocktail yeah. sign? Yeah, did, straight from the cocktail movie. Yep. The exact same sign. I thought that was kind of funny. But we get the, the story between um, Valkyrie and and Korg. And Korg is explaining how he, how his, his two fathers, you know, uh, how he was born or whatever. And his two fathers held hands. And this this was Bo's drink. Um, you know, how they held hands and created created Korg. My, my problem with this story uh, is that it doesn't uh, match up with Thor Ragnarok when he's talking about he has, uh, you know, he tried to start a rebellion and his mom and his and her boyfriend were the only ones that showed up. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So the question is, is does he have two dads? Does he have a mom with a boyfriend? What What is it really? Maybe they call one the mom and one the dad. You know, yeah, but then why would he say I, two dads? Yeah, you're right. That's kind of that's kind of weird. Yeah, I, and so uh, I, this bothered me for the longest time. Well, and, let me and ask not you because the, if if that hadn't been the case, would would the how it was executed in this movie have bothered you, or is it just is it just the fact that they blew it's it inconsistent. By, by the inconsistency is what bothered you? It's the inconsistency that bothers me. Okay. I could care less if they told the story. Um, and, and, and the reason I say it's an agenda okay. is because, you know, we got the same thing with, you know, um, it, it's a great story because he, he's talking to Valkyrie at the time about, you know, everybody knows that, uh, you know, uh, she lost her her lover at the time. And, you know, he's talking about the other Valkyrie. And so it, it kind of is flat out bringing it up that they didn't do in Ragnarok where, you know, the, the, the claim was that it's the first openly bisexual character, but it was kind of hinted at this is one brings it more to light. And I was like, that's fine. I'm, I'm all, I don't got a problem with that. But then they do the two dads, but it, like, it doesn't, it doesn't fit with the story. So reading into that, I want, I, I finally, because we were going to do this podcast today, I was like, I need to, I need to do an internet search and find out what the fuck's the real story. Apparently the second story, the one from love and thunder is closer to comic book, um, Accuracy, where they actually talk about uh, the Cronins are a gender, uh, a genderless uh, people or, or being, and that's how they're created by two of them holding hands over the lava pit and and actually both crumbling into the lava and and then creating a single being. So, oh. um, which I thought was I was like, okay, I get that. That's kind of cool. That which means if that's the case, we got at the end of this. He talks about he met a another uh, uh, why can't I think of the name Cronin. of the, the people Cronin named Dwayne the Rock, right? You know, a, yeah. a stab at Dwayne the Rock Johnson got the 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 mustache, uh, and they created a, a baby. That means if they hold to comic book, we're not going to have any more core because apparently that's they they combine into one, and that's how they they have the Cronin babies. So. We'll, we'll see, we'll but see. anyways, but anyways, I that's what I don't, 
I don't think they would do. First of all, that makes no sense. Because <laughs> that's what it's in the comics. It it says it directly I, from the comics. <laughs> I. You know what? <laughs> then the comics. Somebody misunderstands basic math. Because. <laughs> well, they cause they say they crumble. They crumble in the lava, like the bodies of the, the two holding hands crumble in the lava and create the one and form yeah. the one. So, I mean, I don't know if they reform after that. I don't know. It's hard to say. We don't know what really happens because apparently you can have your whole body dissolved and just have a face left and then you're okay. I mean, that may be what happens. Because... Do you need an explanation of some sort? It's a superhero no, no, movie and a fake universe. I mean, I, we're just talking. <laughs> what just makes you up. think that there's an agenda then if, if it if it went back to the comic book? Well, I didn't know that at first, but okay. I know it was inconsistent. But I, w I was just saying because the agenda portion of, of movies these days is you always have to have some kind of, uh, you know, gay or trans or some other – uh, other than just you know heterosexual couple in a in a movie now to appease everybody, and that's why I meant by agenda. And so, I don't. I'm not saying that that's exactly what they did, but it it just seemed timing wise and the way this like because it was inconsistent, it brings up like well well why was that? When Do I read you... when I read into it though, I, when I find out, he, uh, they're fixing the mistake they made pre in the previous movie. Well, and and that's yeah. that's fine, and that's I, I what I'm that. saying. That that was my my opinion of it though when I first heard it because I know so much about Ragnarok that I was like, wait, that doesn't match up with the story yeah. from the Freaky Circle. Yeah, yeah I right? get the the inconsistency. That that's a fair thing to point out. Um, I I wonder though because this is a movie that certainly talks about relationships. You're dealing with you know mm -hmm. in the in the end, Love and Thunder. You realize that's the child, and and it's um, it's a big part of it. And there, so you're talking about Children. Now, and did stuff. you guys know that before it started? That no. love was no. Okay, not no at point. all. And I don't know if that was from the comics or if that's just something. I thought it was. It was nice and uh, serendipitous yeah. in the end how that kind of came together. Sure. And, and uh, it, it worked for me. That's where I think the 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 third, the 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 final act to me resonated the most in this. It worked. Uh, I do have some issues, but uh, but that was nice. But but when we're talking about relationships and stuff and procreation or, or or trans and things like that i don't think they in this movie really i know i know they mentioned you know they're on my team or something like that but it seems like if you're going to talk about relationships in this day and age uh, more representation is 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 fair uh if you're going to be realistic um how do you uh, how do you talk about i mean if they were to say if they were just kept it all gender Man and woman so here, kept in like that. Is that I, to me? That's no. almost its own agenda these days. No, uh, no, I'm, I'm okay. not saying that. I'm saying because the inconsistency. Yeah, the inconsistency. Right away, yeah. it threw a flag to me, and then I was like, "Wait a minute. Well, why would they say that if it?" it, it but I didn't know yeah. about the the comic book until I said I read it after the fact. I mean, even okay. much after the fact. But that's why I was saying. But it did. It felt very agendy, and so I'm sure. Other people that don't read the comics and don't go and find this out are going to feel that way. Um, didn't didn't the trans community actually get upset with this movie for something like like Taika Waititi had said he was going to represent oh, no, the trans was, community and was that no it was enough? it was the it was the LGBT community in general because when Taika and um, a couple of the actors I remember were that. doing yeah we're doing like. Before the movie came out, they were doing uh, 
interviews and stuff, and they're like, oh, this movie is so gay, it's so queer, it's so, you know, it's it's so inclusive, and, and they were just making a big deal out of it. And then when the movie came out, and they're like, there's one conversation. <laughs> it's like, you know. So what it was. It's like, it's like, which is nice. I mean, it's nice. It's nice well, to have that acknowledged, but you can't say this is the gayest movie ever made. Okay, <laughs> but hold on. This is this is what it was. There was a panel, um, and uh, Taika was on there, and um, uh, Natalie Portman, and someone asked them, flat out, is like, is is there uh, is this movie gay? And and nobody said anything, and the, and the, and Taika said, oh, why don't you take this, Natalie? And so she goes, oh, well, this movie's totally gay. That's all she said. This movie's totally gay. And then Taika was said, yes, it is super gay. That's all they said. Okay. They didn't say anything else. It was the community that took that and ran with it. Gotcha. And decided. And so it, it, it I could totally, been, I could totally see them saying that. I could see. I mean, I that could, kind of fits in with his that. humor where you're not sure if he's being serious or just kind of having fun with the moment. Um, but that's what I mean is, is like yeah, I, I could see that and and it would not be the first time fans took something that was said offhand and and took exactly. it exactly and yeah. that's and that's what I think happened with that one so if Which, they're mad about that then then that's they that's on them yeah they got mad like, yeah yeah, and it's and it's fine. It's like aside from the core game consistency, which you're right. Now that you mentioned it, it's going to bother me. But uh, <laughs> it's like I um, need some answers. But but I think like, I need the that, truth. <laughs> I think they you can't sort, handle the truth. <laughs> I think they always sort of suggested that Valkyrie right. Was, well, and that was is, the is, biggest. Is she is she, is she uh, lesbian they say bisexual. or bisexual in, they in say the comic? Bisexual. Okay. I don't know on that one. I don't know. Uh, well, okay. Well, she does say we're on the same team when she's talking to. Uh, so Thor. this Valkyrie is not the same that was in the other Valkyries or the other the Valkyrie that's from the comics. She doesn't comics. look like okay. her. Or no. she might now, they might have drawn one that looks like her now, but the original Valkyrie from the comics that was a big deal was named Broomhilda. She was a typical looking uh, Valkyrie where she was a big booksmith, blonde, uh, you know, uh, Norwegian uh, descendant looking Look like Hager, the Horrible's wife, kind of. Uh, <laughs> a little thinner, but yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of, but yeah, that kind of what you would think of when you said Looked Valkyrie. like something you would see in an anime version of a uh, Nor Norwegian video game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that's the, the Valkyrie from the comics. So uh, Te Tessa Thompson does not look anything like her. So she is not technically the same Valkyrie from the comics in that case. Okay. Uh, but I, so I don't know offhand. But I mean, in the in they they alluded to the fact that she might be uh, at least uh, gay or potentially, and I believe they said bisexual or was the idea. Or Tessa Thompson and I know, came out and I know Tessa Thompson, it. at least in Ragnarok after Ragnarok came out, she she played was kind of way. she was kind of playing it up and yeah. and she played it up. I remember she and Brie Larson on uh, on Twitter for a while were oh. like. Or like Captain Marvel and Valkyrie have to hook up kind of thing. And <laughs> and and people and they would like repost fan art of the two of them the people had the There's people some had fan gone. stories that are like ridiculous. I was like I, I I'm I'm sure these were these were these were cute. Like yeah. them holding, you know them, them them riding off on the Pegasus together, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But um but anyway, uh so yeah, I can see I don't think it's and I don't think it's out of out of the question to have her 
No, and I, and I don't have a problem. Clear. Yeah. That that was a, that did bring up a question to me though. Is why would the, why do they call her King Valkyrie? Why would she not be Queen Valkyrie? Um, the only thing I can think is that Norse society is like super patriarchal. Like maybe they don't have queen. a system system. Well, well I they mean, might have, they don't have a system for a queen being the regent. Thor's mom was the queen. Yeah, but she did, she wasn't. I mean, they, I mean, there's lots of military that ruler. Ruler. say, sir. She, she was wasn't the ruler. Well, she, she was died. the queen. She was she, the queen as the wife of the king. But she died before yeah. Odin, so we don't know what would happen if Odin died. It's, it's you know what I mean. Loki I, I just... <laughs> That's what happened. She didn't. She didn't step. She didn't step up to the throne after Odin died. No, she died before Odin. Oh, you're right. But when Odin was like in, uh, I guess at the end of Thor, was it, or was it the end of Thor? She was running stuff when he was missing. No, but but Loki was there too. But Loki, when he but he when he was there, he took over. He he uh, uh, disguised himself as Odin. No, but at some but at some point he was on the throne, wasn't he? Well, when disguised Odin was as like, Odin. No, but not disguised as Odin. Like when I think, Thor, I, I think what... Thor had been Thor had been exiled. Odin was in his like coma state, and didn't. Am I misremembering this? And didn't Freya, Freya go to, to Loki and say, you have to get up on the throne? I don't remember for sure. It's been a long time since I watched that. I, I know. I it's remember. been a while. It's <laughs> been a while. But it's, but it's, but what I'm saying is they, they may not have, they may not have a system where. I know. I, it was just a question I had. Cause I mean, if, if I, I was just like, why is it? And why is her name Valkyrie? Isn't that a job title? Yeah, she see, have... that's. That's the thing. It is a job title, so that's 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 where but I had they never work. called her by a real name, though. They've only they only ever called her Valkyrie, right? True, yeah. true. I, that, and that's where I have an issue with it too. It's so a, it's could it have been? So could it have been like it was her name and her title, like plumber? We have a guy who's a plumbing engineer in our office. His last name is Plumber. Oh jeez. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just saying it's possible. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help out Taika here. <laughs> I don't think it's Taika's fault. Um, I was trying. I just had a thought and I lost it. Oh man, crazy. Um, it might be just one of those things. Like once you, it's once you become a Valkyrie, or it's it's like you're just referred to as Valkyrie. Like oh. you might. Like oh, gotcha. Doc, like doctor or professor. You know, just like I mean, people. You know, like a lot of people who are doctors just get called doc. Just even though they have names, you know. Right. Just as a total um, respect. Yeah, that's true. Could be. Um, my question to you guys is, how much do you know about Valhalla? Uh, probably less than you based on that question. <laughs> I, I mean, just, I know. I know I, a little bit about it, but I don't know enough to, like. I know a little bit from the from mythology, but it's it's yeah. kind of vague. So one of the things that struck me is listening to um, other podcasts is people don't understand Valhalla, and and it might have been uh, this. It was kind of described poorly in this um, in this movie that Thor said that you know you only get to go to Valhalla you know if you're killed in battle, not if you you know if you were just wounded and then die later. Uh, right. And then also uh, people were uh, saying that. Only gods go to Valhalla, and I was like, "Well, that's not true." That's not true. It's it's any anybody that dies, you know, in, in battle or glorious glorious oh, battle yeah. or from glorious battle in 
in the Norse mythology and if you follow those gods and believe in that and stuff like that. And so uh, it just, it, it was one of those things is like, I've never wanted to yell at a podcast more when some of these people were talking about that. And it was like, well, you know, th- they couldn't go because they're not gods. And I was like, well, I mean, technically Valkyrie is not a god. She's a Valkyrie. That doesn't make her god. All the Asgardians are not gods. They're Asgardians. Thor is technically a god because he is 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 referred to and worshipped as a god. They have statues to him. Heimdall technically wasn't a god. He's just an Asgardian. And so they're like, well, well, they're all gods. And I was like, well, no, no. And then in that, you know, anybody can go to Valhalla. And it was just, I was just curious if it was if if it's just not natural, you know, I mean, normal it's- knowledge. From, from what I know from Norse mythology is a lot of it did not get written down. There's there's actually, it's not like, like the Greeks have tons and tons of stuff. Like everybody who was anybody in Greece or Rome was writing stories of gods and goddesses and all sorts of figures. The Norse really didn't have a written language or much of a written language. They yeah. didn't have, and... So most of these stories got written down well after uh, Christianity had taken a strong foothold mm. in in Scandinavia, and it was more or less like, you know, some some monks were like, we should probably write all this down before it disappears, <laughs> uh, you know, and so a lot of the stories are from a Christian context. Oh, okay. So. Like, if you read the mythology, like, they, they'll mention different gods, goddesses, female goddesses, but they won't talk much about them. Mm. Like, they'll say, oh, uh, this is... this is They weren't worshipped Freya, she's the goddess of love and beauty. Right. Period. And, you know, it's like, probably she had adventures, and but they just, like, that's not... A, nobody cares not about important. that. We're not going to write those. We're not going to write just, those down. She just sat at home being beautiful. That's all it was. Right. So, <laughs> that was her job. So, so like, and um, Loki, like, the early stories, the earlier stories, he's just sort of like a mischievous character. He's not even a god, you know. He's just kind of like a friend, friend of the family who comes in and, and, uh, and screws things up and, and, is, <laughs> and causes mischief and, you know, and, and does stuff, and then Thor and Odin and the rest of them have to, like, get them out of it or, or get themselves out of it or whatever. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and, but then at the end of, at Ragnarok, he's he's kind of like, he brings about the whole thing, the whole right. destruction of the gods, and it's it's like almost like, and I'm probably, I'm, I don't want to get get into a whole TED talk about it, but it, it is kind of from a Christian context where they're like, oh, well, Loki's like the devil. So he's he's against the gods. And it's like he, he wasn't really. He was just sort of a, a figure of 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 humor and and mischief. And and but they don't have a cat. There isn't like a mischief a god of mischief in, or a spirit of mischief in Christianity. So mm. it's like they could only contextualize him as evil. Got it. So, well, I mean, god, he did change get, himself to, into a snake, and, and yeah, and, you know, well, he lo- not to get too carried snakes. away here. So, so their conception of Valhalla as this kind of like, um, you know, heaven sort of, uh, sort of place. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. It's it's kind of hard to say. You gotcha. know. 
I, I did yeah, feel that so. the movie was making kind of a mockery of of gods and religion and stuff. So the 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 cutscene at the end or the the after the stinger scene, whatever you want to call it, um, felt out of place. It felt it didn't feel like which one when, uh, Valhalla when when Jane ends up in Valhalla yeah. and Heimdall's there. It, it it it's it was like well, wait, you've just been totally making a mockery of of gods this whole movie it and. So well, okay, it, so it, here it felt it felt really out of place, and you know she sacrificed herself, but oh, of course, no one ever dies, and you know. And- well, okay, so that's <laughs> that's where I'm I'm wondering why they put that in there. So uh, from what I remember of mythology, uh, the warriors that die and go to Valhalla, they they stay trained and ready to uh, heed the call of Odin to uh, come and fight Ragnarok, right? Which already oh. happened. So, uh, but maybe. Maybe they're going to save it for another time when they can return from Valhalla to fight the big bad. And so maybe maybe that's why we get that little bit of like, you know, Heimdall there and, and he greets her. And, you know, then we'll get a chance to see, you know, the Warriors 3 again, which they were ridiculously killed too quickly and, and you know, unceremoniously in, in Ragnarok, which I think was bullshit. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, maybe that's what's what's someone's planning and, and they're they're leaving that up but i agree with you i do think they did make a mockery of the gods and and maybe that like i said i think that in one point is to to add to comedy to the to the movie but it also might be a a point of how we we think of the one percenters you know they they, they themselves probably think of themselves as gods and can get away with whatever and maybe it's a it's a little you know shout out at that kind of it's hard to say you know we don't we don't know exactly what's in the mind of the writers and and director other than what they tell us and you know they're never going to come right out and tell us that because you know you can't too creative <laughs> exactly <laughs> so um but yeah i mean it, it it is a good movie for what it is i i don't personally i don't think this is as good as ragnarok um you know i i, I know i said it earlier i think most of phase four is kind of a a notch below what we got earlier in in mcu you know in game and before um i think everything so far has been kind of mid-tier at best yeah yeah I, it's, I think i think phase four has has been not so impressive as i mean that's something that's worth talking about in our next podcast is you know which phase was the best phase we'd have to do a little research as to you know what phase that's that's fair but i think i think we would all put phase four at the bottom at this point Um, well and i would say our our thing's only going to be through the first three phases well i know i I don't think we're gonna true i yeah my my point it's like it's it's an interesting thing which phase do you think is the best phase because you know i would i mean i don't know it's it's we can talk about it next week but but phase one to me is like so I don't know if groundbreaking is the right word, but kind of groundbreaking. It's like it kind of sets the whole thing up for like what's to come, like for the future kind of a thing. Or, you know, I don't know. Anyway. And yeah, I, they do seem to be having trouble finding their footing in this Tencent game. They're just, you know, they're, they've introduced a lot of new characters. Um, May, Endgame almost was, it, maybe it was just too too perfect a finale and and then it's like where do you get from here you have to start 
all over, and they couldn't decide whether to start all over or to try to pick up some pieces yeah. and go with it. Never came up with anything cohesive, or at least we haven't seen it yet. I mean, it's 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 kind of the kind of the Superman problem, you know. It's like we always it's but. Andrew loves Superman. And I said, the problem with Superman is you either have to find a way to take his powers away or take him out of the picture if you have someone besides Superman. Because, like, why would any... It's like, oh, we have uh, we have this universe-ending threat coming toward us. Oh, all Superman. Yeah. Superman's <laughs> not available. It's like, oh, how about Hulk Girl? You know, it's not... <laughs> That's it. About that's what? Hawk girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, uh, say, is that uh, the guy with no superpowers and the daddy issues? Is he available? You know, it's like, <laughs> not, I, I, and, I, and I kid, but it's true. It's like, so you had, you know, the original Avengers, which you had Thor, an actual god, Captain America, strongest man to ever live. Um, Human. Human, strongest human to ever live. Tony uh, Stark, you know, genius, ten, 10 steps above everybody else. Um, you know, the Hulk, super strong. I mean, and now you have, and I and I don't want to shit on on the new characters, but you know, they're fun. Ant Man's fun. Shang Chi is fun. Doctor Strange is fun, but it's there. It's not the same. Yeah, they're not there it's yet. It's not the same level, you know. They don't have the yeah. same weight and grandiosity, yeah. Right. right. Well, we didn't get the buildup yet either, and I think that's part of where it suffers from. Is is like we well, got. How far this... into we have Phase Four? Like how far into Phase, phase four? four is it done? Has, it's done. It's so done. This is, phase Four is done. So yeah, there yeah. Was no... Black Panther was the final Phase Four. Or like at the. Which, what was the end of phase one? Was that Avengers? Yes. Was so that we're one? like at the, we should be at the Avengers. That's what uh, I mean is there was no wrap the, up uh, to yeah, phase there's four. No, yeah, there, there, was, there was no. Culmination of it all. It was yeah, just they, like, haven't, they yeah, haven't really brought the, the team together. And. It doesn't sound like they, they've got any plan in phase yeah, it five either. it doesn't look like they have anything planned for sure. Like that was. I mean, there were some clunkers in in Phase One. Let's face it, Iron Man Two, Thor Dark great. World, yeah. Um, you know, Thor, Thor had its problems. Captain America, as much as I love him, he had his, the the movie had its problems. Um, first you know. Avenger. Yeah, yeah the I very mean, first yeah. one. It's not the greatest, but it's not horrible. It's, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot, but you know, it wasn't like. It didn't but it all it. set up everything that the Avengers. But, it's, but were... it set up. But but the Avengers, first Avengers was amazing. Like yes. I mean, I, I still were, you know, we got that on video, and I. We're, we're going to talk pretty... about that pretty soon when we get to. Yeah. I know, to our I know, yeah. <laughs> and I don't. But at that point, you know, you sort of forgave Iron Man too, and you forgave Thor, and you forgave you know all the the missteps up to then because it's like. Oh, I see where they were going. The yep. Avenger. This is amazing. Yeah. And I we haven't had that moment yet in phase we've, four. It's like we've it's barely like, had right. like build up. For yeah. Anything. It's like I understand you're setting it up, but you have to get somewhere. Have to get somewhere. You've had a bunch of movies, 
a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. We've had uh, several series, which are good. But again, you gotta be going some. It's like I need to see, I need to see a path through the through the forest. You know, <laughs> some, give me some, give me some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a clue where we're going. Right, uh, exactly. Because it doesn't seem like they're. To go it doesn't seem like they're going anywhere, and so and it, they're like, oh, uh, you know, like the the guy in the um. He who waits in Loki. It's like he's going to be the next big villain. It's like. What we, do we are know supposed about to. Him? We are what supposed we, to get him in the first movie of Phase Two, which is the Ant Man, which is coming wait, soon. Phase Five. I, have, I thought the is, next big. I thought the next big villain was going to be the guy from What If. The Watcher. Yeah. No, no, it's the no. guy from the end of Loki, uh, Kang, the Conqueror. Yeah, okay. Kang the Conqueror. There, there but still, we don't know much about him. I mean, like. Like Loki, and well, we didn't know anything about. I mean, what do we know about Thanos? Well, yeah, but yeah, but nothing. We knew nothing <laughs> yeah, about Thanos. That's, that's true. true. But we knew nothing true. about Thanos. Until... We knew he hired Loki. We knew he had. We knew good, he hired uh, Loki. That's he, all. He we had knew. good supervisor vision. You know, he he was a good manager. Right. He was good at <laughs> HR. H- yeah. I was gonna say his HR department was second to none. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all of all of his assistants and and his hype man are are all top the of the recruiter. Top of the it's year. like he got he got a great recruiter. <laughs> they picked up Loki. Like he was, you know, he was yeah. into nepotism. He hired his daughters. You know, exactly. You know, but you know what? He tra- he trained them from birth. It was not. This was not a case where he. This was not like a pity job that he gave them. He had he raised them in the company to 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 take over. Um, but anyway, yeah. Joking aside, yeah, you're right. You're right, but but still, it it like felt like, felt like we were going somewhere. Like I don't see how. I don't see how Shang Chi. Leads up anything? with a bunch of these characters, you know, and it, like I I love him. I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. You know, I, I presume. From I mean, what I understand, uh, Shang Chi is gonna uh, help bring in uh, the Defenders crew, uh, into okay. the MCU. Um, what I heard is rumors that uh, Iron Fist is going to be in the next uh, Shang-Chi movie, whether it's a recast or not, which may also bring in Luke please Cage. Please be a recast. <laughs> please be a recast. Please, please, please. I almost want to give uh, Finn a chance. With the uh, with the okay. stipulation is like, look, you heard all the negatives about you, what the problem was. Get your ass out there, train, learn some shit, and do a better job. I was gonna say he's had a couple years. It's like he should have, he should be like spending his summers yeah, at a dojo. Yeah, but he could be one of these guys that doesn't doesn't read his comments on the internet. Like he could be one of these yeah. guys. that's like it's not easy. Like, I don't, I'm not on the internet. It's not easy to rewrite a song that you've already written. You know, you've written, you've performed it. Yeah. And now they say, okay, we'll do it different now. Do another song but make it the same thing. I mean, it, it's not going to, yeah. I don't, I don't. Well, I mean, he I mean, has the look, he has the look. He just needed the physical physicality, some actual fighting skills. And, and, and I think he got a little bit better with that in season two. So, I mean, you get him with some people that know what they're doing, you know, get him some Jackie Chan, get him, you know, have him go train with some people. 
Yeah. Get him out there with Benny the Jet. Have have him do some Benny the Jet training for a couple months. And I'll do bet you think you, that's you know, what he'll it, be a top, you know. But do you think that's what it was? I think that's training? part of what it is. I, well, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Part, sure. I know that's it because but, they talked about it. He said he didn't put in the work that you talked to some of these other guys that did the work. But that's not why the character failed for me. Great. I mean, to me, it just. Uh, that To me, that was part of it was he didn't look like someone that could fight. Yeah. And that, and this is coming from someone who I, I, I mean, I, when I no, walk into I, a room, not, I size up the people I'm around and say, yeah, I kick his ass, his ass, his ass. Maybe not him. I'm not, so, I'm not doubting that part. I'm just saying I think there was a lot more to, to why his character. Well, didn't it work. could, I think it could be directors too and writers, and I think that they got he got the shittiest of the crew, because there were some other good characters in there that that had and looked personal. So potentially that. But anyways, that is what I've read. I don't know if that's the case, but that's what I've heard from Shang-Chi. So that's part of phase four, uh, people bringing in stuff. But we're going to get to that. Uh, I wanted to get back just to Love and Thunder. Let's let's wrap this up because, uh, you know, that's what we started with. Um, how did you guys feel about the, the, the very ending, right? We get the... Um, we get we get the the battle right. We talked a little bit about the kids and their their masterful uh, uh, weapon creation uh, and Thor abilities to fight the the dark ones. We get Thor battling and and uh, uh, gore until uh, Jane shows up because she feels that Thor's losing. You know she gives up her her last hurrah apparently she knows she's gonna die but she shows up to save thor anyways they they get there and then uh you know he gorse loses the necrosword gets destroyed but yet he still gets to eternity and gets his wish do you do you think that played out well do you think that worked uh i think a lot of people struggle yeah a lot of people struggled with the fact that the kids got the power that you know thor was just able to grant them the power uh of He's a god. He can do what he wants, right? Oh, yes, but I, th- I think it was the question of, well, he could have done that all along. We, we would have had a different a different story to tell when it came to Thanos or, you know. Right. Uh, and so. Well, he also had a different weapon. About- he had a different weapon. He, he had the he, Thunderbolt. He, he did, but it wasn't the Thunderbolt that granted that. It was it was the. Maybe that's part of what Thunderbolt's ability. Okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I I get you. I know. I heard the same thing that people were a little. Uh, I thought it was cool as shit. I did too. I mean, watching the kids kick ass was awesome. Yeah. But but it, but I it's love still, the little girl with the bunny. But it's still sometimes uh, <laughs> worth worth challenging when when a new power comes about that that could have changed the whole. I mean, we saw this in in the Star Wars universe when suddenly they're running ships light speed through through. <laughs> Someone other brought ships, that up in another is, one too. Which is a, an incredible sequence. But yeah. you say, well, man, they could have been doing that all along if they could. I mean, that's a weapon in it. Yeah, you still got to so, get someone to commit suicide, though. You, yeah. Well, okay. Well, why? I, don't Kamikaze. Come on. There's autopilot. You know? No, you can't, you can't. It doesn't work that way. You got to sacrifice a ship that size or something like that. But my my point is that it's fair to question these things that kind of come out of left field that that basically save the day when they could have if if they had that i mean what led them to to understand that ability if maybe that was something that he he 
figured out he possessed this, if they kind of showed where that came from. Secretly, Thor's a genius, and he's been <laughs> downplaying it the whole time, and he's like, you know what, I know I could do this, but I don't I don't want well, it to be out there. So They, they could have suggested it's like, you know, somehow it dawns on him that the whole reason Milner went to, went to Jane Foster was because oh, of what he, he said. said. You know, he was the one that basically told Milner, here, look Protect. after this person too. Yeah. Therefore, he discovered but that his words... does anybody not think that? Is, like, that's... No, well, I'm just saying if if they could have explained to the audience, maybe he knew, he figured out based on that, that his words resonated more and he might have the ability to pass that on to these kids. But I mean, so, so maybe they, I, I'm trying to explain it. And to me, that could have been an explanation that worked, but they should have seen the evolution of that so that it, so that it held a little bit more weight at this point. But so, but again, you're right. It was great to see them kick ass. I think it's more <laughs> problematic going forward. Than, than going in the past. Like, he might have always been there, but he always, like, I just can't be giving everybody my power. I mean, that that's what makes yeah, me for unique. a limited time only. He was very yeah, specific. I like, yeah, I like that. <laughs> I just thought it worked out great. Um, I love the fact, too, that, you know, he once he gets Stormbreaker uh, free, he throws it to uh, Axel and says, get him out of here. I, I thought that was great. Like, because he, he, he yeah. shows that he's thinking. He's like, I'm not just putting these kids up against these. I'm, I'm giving these kids a chance to survive while I have to battle this. But as soon as I get a chance to get them out of here, I'm getting them out of here. And I think that uh, that was good. Um, I love the fact that, you know, Jane, sh- she knows what she's doing. And she's like, look, I'm going to sacrifice myself. I know that it, this is, you know, I do this one more time and I'm dead. But I've got to do it because I've got to protect you. You know, it makes it just gives you that that feeling of like that's that's true sacrifice, that's true love, that's true, you know, a, a true hero uh, in in every sense. That like that that full on true sacrifice. Uh, and I love the way that you know they kind of work together at that end. There, it just it just goes so so good I, for me I would, at least. I. Uh... Again, I, I think I've already said the third act was my favorite because it, it seemed to hit some better better beats that, that resonated more. I didn't see the character arc of Jane Foster's character to get to this point. I would have liked to have seen that earlier. I thought they played her a little bit too uh, slapstick earlier on, trying to figure out her, oh, you, you know, what she's going to say. What? Uh, okay, I, so I, 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 I see what you're saying, They play, but I think it, it turned on the boat. That conversation when they're when when he's telling her about I want to feel shitty with you. I just I think there was a lot of bigger more of an opportunity to see the struggle with you know t- coming to terms with her mortality with with being diagnosed with cancer. You know th- that's it seems like I, I think that's, that that's when you that, just sometimes you just got to do it. Well, that's where they finally got to in the end, but I didn't see I I, I thought that was it it would have been worth it to me to see what got her there rather than just suddenly that I think it was her 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 remembering that she loved Thor and that and it was worth it that's where I don't think that's something you don't go oh well they got to contemplate this is is it worth giving up my life for this guy no it just it's got to be one of those in the moment things I just I just think that journey should have resonated more along the way rather than just at the end I Um, think it did and it culminated when when they've really realized that they loved each other back on that boat you know the mutual breakup was just a time out and that they were back and and you know that she realized that her giving up her life to save him was was important to her and i think that's what came out of it and and that's why i said i think i think the story was there um but that that's just me i mean 
I yeah. thought. But I mean, we even see it even deeper when when after the fact they fight. Uh, you know, they destroy the Necrosword, and Gore gets through, and he's the first one to eternity, so he's going to get his wish, right? And and then we get the 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 talk, you know. Thor talks him out of it. He, he basically says, look, he goes, I know what you're going to do, and I can try and stop you, but I'd rather spend my last minutes with the person I love than, than keeping this hate up in this fight and battling you. And, uh, you know, I think that's a powerful moment, and I think that's because of that journey you were talking about, I think, was there, and that's that's the two of them, and it culminates from that boat. Yeah, see, I I'm I'm the same. I'm I agree that I I kind of look at it the same way as how what happened with Jane Foster is that I I like what he said. I thought it resonated, but I didn't see anything that would have made Gore the the god. Uh, Oh, I think Gore was. I think he flipped too too easy. Yeah, I mean, I he flipped too easy. It's it's like what makes. I mean, he's been seeing this imbecile doing all these things, you know. And I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe and, he saw this imbecile. Like this imbecile knows what love is, and I don't. How can I be so bad that I don't know love like this guy does? I I liked what he said. It's like you have a choice of either just destroying everything or having bringing your your child back with a hope he didn't even say that and he just said you could have love made him think about it okay um i again i liked what he said i just didn't think it got there from anywhere i just thought it was a little bit too much of a oh we're gonna finally put a little bow on this package that we've never wrapped well, yeah. it's <laughs> disney come on it's disney they're gonna put a bow on uh, it well no, I, I don't. Mean, if this, I mean, I think it's Disney now. No, I mean, you if you look at deal? Ragnarok well, okay. and, that, and that scene with with Loki, you know, and to me that resonated because of what was built, because of where how they how they got there, and then everything it just it just you really felt what he was saying because you experienced that journey. You, you know, that meant something. Here, I didn't I didn't feel I experienced the journey well, well, that okay. got him there. So I mean, that that journey was there. It started on the boat when they talked to each other, right? And you get that. And then you got that whole shit on the, the, the necro world when, when everything went black and white. And, you know, they got separated and, and the feeling of like, oh, shit, I got to get out of this to save those others. And they all three of them were doing it. And fight. I think that is that journey. You just have to you have to look into it and see it for that. And then when it gets to the end, you you she she feels it. And then when he shows up and she and he realizes that she sacrificed herself for him, then he feels it. I mean, but, that's your journey. But don't you think it's fair to look at this movie and say there were a lot of ingredients that could have could have really made this an epic story. Oh yeah, but get rid but of half that of, slapstick. Yeah, there was a lot of missed. I mean, the well, story that's the was a and that's that's where I'm thinking. That's where I mean that I don't think it got there. It it earned its place in the end. I think I think uh, I think the ingredients were were ripe. <laughs> well, were were <laughs> were growing. They just never got ripe enough to to where I I could follow along and really feel that that journey was earned. So I mean, I mean, my feeling was, and I agree, the fight with the kids was cool, and it was fun to see them. <laughs> And, you know, I'm glad that they got to a place with Gore where he remembered, oh, right, this was all about my daughter. But it didn't, it didn't feel that that happened from a, um, from an organic place, I guess is what I'm saying. I feel like it's, it's almost like, it's like, Oh, we reached the end of the movie, so we have to defeat Gore. <laughs> so, 
you know, oh, I, I mean, Let's and I don't want to make wisdom light. now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't want to make light of it, but it, it kind of felt that way. It didn't feel completely earned. I think Gore, um, you're I right. Mean, I, I think they, his was a little jumpy, but I yeah, think the Thor and, and, and Jane was, was there. Thor, Thor and Jane. Yes. Cause I, they, they spent more time on that, but, but yeah, there, there was, it did, the whole ending did feel rushed. It was almost I, like, okay, we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. Well, here's, let's, here's uh, what I really think happened. Our beats real quick. You know. So so the children fight happen in in November rain is is the the record yeah. drop. Yeah. That song, it, it, I mean, if it doesn't get emotion out of you, I, you're dead. Sure. <laughs> right. So I think what happened was is that actually got pumped into that that auditorium where they were when they were having that fight, and they all just felt it, and that's where that growth yeah. came from. And we couldn't <laughs> see it because we were hearing it, and that was and that was what it was, Steve. I'm sure of it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was all about the soundtrack. My sound system was a little underplaying it, and so it didn't quite resonate the oh. same way. With maybe that was it. <laughs> I, I, I will say this: talking about talking about you're saying your sound system was underplaying it. I'm really <laughs> glad they went back to the really bad lighting in this movie and some of the scenes. <laughs> like, I'm really glad it was really hard to watch some of the scenes because it was like so dark, and you couldn't really make out like every all the details of what was happening. I'm, I'm glad they got back to that after Ragnarok did such a good job at leaving that behind. <laughs> You know, it's interesting because that's happened. There, there were some, there were some really crummy effects too. When he was, when Axel's floating face appeared. Oh my like, God! Oh, come on! Right, that was that yeah. was pretty bad. I and I, th- I wonder if they did it on purpose, like it was supposed to look like it wasn't whole because Axel's still a kid and he doesn't have uh, control over his powers yet. No, I think it was just <laughs> like. Like, okay, so uh, where here, can, where can we where can, like the special effects guys are like we're being asked to do three weeks work in two weeks where can we cut? <laughs> so right. uh, it's funny that you bring that up because that's something I have heard a lot about and uh, it's it's Phase Four specifically and even in in some of these movies uh, that we're t- like we're talking about right now that um, Disney and and Marvel is getting hammered by the special effects. Uh, teams that they employ, oh. yeah, because they're 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 asking for impossible shit and just treating these people like fucking dirt and, you know, giving them last minute things and and so they're they're like this is gonna start it's gonna start suffering and people are to the point oh, where man. it's like I used to love working on Disney but it's now it's like one of those is like I don't care how much you pay me fuck you find someone else, wow. and so I yeah. wonder if that's if that's gonna slowly start to hurt. Uh, Marvel over the, I mean, we, we saw the, I mean, I, I know you guys probably saw it, uh, when, uh, uh, She-Hulk was first kind of, uh, put out there for people to, and people are like, what the fuck is this Shrek looking crap? You know, cause the CGI <laughs> yeah. was so fucking bad. And yeah. I, I wonder if that's going to start taking effect and, and we're going to start seeing more and more. It's a good question. I mean, I mean the problem it's, it's a problem cause you have, you have these, Gazillion dollar effects, mm-hmm. but they're like, you know, they all talk about, oh, you know, they're we're reshooting and we're rewriting stuff and we're changing stuff. Right. It's like at some point, uh, you just run out of time. Like you, yeah. you can't say, oh, we changed this whole scene and we need you to do a dragon <laughs> now. And it's like, and and also they they have these release dates that are just they cannot change. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah, and VXF so. departments are just so overwhelmed with movies yeah. that just rely so much sure. on on that to fix their <laughs> fix their yeah. movie. 
Right. Right. So I, I mean, that that could be part of the problem with Phase Four. I mean, that that some of the movies have just been You're asking too much. Well, and they're also rushing to things. Maybe, maybe you know. I mean, if we look, if you if you look back and they they talk about from Iron Man, right? Iron Man through at least Avengers was all pinned pinned up, boarded up, written, ready to go before they started filming any of it. Like the idea was there. Yeah. I don't know if they have that really. They have. They, he's like, oh, this is kind of where I think we want to go, but it's not. It's not. There's no notebooks that has like this. This goes this. This goes this. This. Right. You know. There's. There's no. There's no string theories on some wall somewhere going. This all ties back so the shit fucking makes sense, and that's how we get stories about having a mother and a, a boyfriend not show up for a. Yeah. You know, and then and then two dads, and well, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's also like you talk about a family tree and you, you start with the, the patriarch and you need different, you know, if you're just going to the grandkids, okay, that's, that's your phase, phase one, two, and three. Okay. There's not that much of a, it's just a, it's a more simple structure, but once you start mixing the families and suddenly it turns into this big, huge family tree that is just all over the place. How do you find something that's cohesive? It's just, it becomes, you know, well, yeah, that's what I mean. I, yeah. I agree with you. I think that's what's happening is, is we were spoiled, and now we're gonna get treated badly because we're gonna we're all in love with this shit, and we're gonna be like, oh fuck, throw my money, throw my money, and like that's what you gave me. Uh, Come on, man, what happened well, to that good sandwich you used to give me? And it becomes and, a question right. of do you do you do you continue to create these big, huge, cohesive stories that expand, not just on one movie but over and over, or do you follow in what DC's kind of experimenting with as these more standalone stories that. You know, have well, their- I'm gonna I'm gonna go I, the way DC is and and say no because that shit has been a failure too. Well, I mean, you could there and, are some and honest, movies that and honestly, Shazam- I can o- <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I mean, honestly, I can overlook some really mediocre effects. Yeah, if the story's good. Yeah, true. If the story's good, because I mean, you know, I mean, we sh- we showed Claire a bunch of movies last last summer that we had liked growing up. And I remember, uh, like, some of the early computer effects thinking, I remember sitting in the theater saying, this is so amazing. And then we watch them and it's like, oh, my God, it's, it's yeah. I could I could well, do this, probably. I you remember know. seeing Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yes. And I don't know how good, I haven't watched that movie in a very long time. I haven't watched it, but it, in, well, in a long time, like I just said. But um, the thing, I remember seeing that movie and I, I, you know, I was a kid. What year did that come out? 76, 78, something like that. Like I was, yeah. We'd, yeah. We'd... So I was, I was nine or 10 years old, like eight or nine years old at the time. And I remember being so blown away, like, like just, this is going to sound creepy, but hear me out. It's, <laughs> I was, I was in the bathroom after the movie. Cause you know, that's what you do. You leave the movie, you go to the bathroom. <laughs> and, um, I was I, everybody was talking about how awesome the special effects were and how it looked like a real spaceship and all that kind of stuff. I'd imagine if I went back and looked at it today, I'd be like, man, this is garbage. Like, this is <laughs> like, like, this is like guess, a high school art project. Well, I know. And I had that experience uh, when we shared poltergeist with, uh, with his daughter thinking it was, Oh my know, God. Poltergeist is one of my favorite movies. It's great. But I mean, you look at the special effects when they open that door and you've got all the, the toys flying around the meat you, crawling across the yeah, counter is just, so bad. 
How was how was the scene where the guy peels his face when the guy so peels? bad? I know so bad. It's, it's so bad it just too. it just looks yeah. awkward. Because I stuff. remember when it happened, it was so scary. <laughs> oh, I was exactly. like, "Oh, what's he doing?" Exactly. <laughs> I have to admit, the clown still freaks me out. Though, yeah, regardless. Well, yeah, yeah. well, and that's the thing. So, like my favorite Marvel movie, it's not MCU, but is Logan. And if you look at that movie, how many special? There's there's. There's nothing. Not it's a not, lot. Not a it's lot. not about special effects. It's about story. It's about characters and yeah. stuff. And they yeah. just have minimal special effects, so you're not distracted by those things. So sometimes that plays and, out better. Well, uh, you know, speaking of old movies we love, we watch The Thing. Ah, <laughs> Kurt, Russell, the Kurt thing. Russell, yeah. And I remember That's being actually... I remember I being absolutely was, terrified yeah. of those effects, but but seeing them as an adult and knowing is, is like, <laughs> like I it was more like oh that's I see how they did that that was like a you know a rubber bladder or whatever, but the thing is the scene where they test the blood which is barely any effects at all yes was still super tense so I didn't yeah. care what the effects looked like <laughs> and I think that would be the same I mean I just watched it recently it, too I think some of those effects kind of stand up and yeah, I have a theory as to why they you do. Know, you know, practical practical effects are different. Yeah. You know, your, your Close Encounters comment, it's the same thing. I mean, they made a mm-hmm. model spaceship and put actual lights in it. I mean, so, yeah. you know, the, the aliens were little girls dressed in rubber suits running right. around and they did it all with lighting and puppets and stuff. So I think I think if you have like an actual living thing to work with, yeah. It's it's a little more believable than just like a digital yeah. effect. But I would say why the effects of the thing stand the test of time. Um, just to get off on yet another divergent uh, uh, thing here. It's fine. But, it's uh, a great movie. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think the reason those tests stand the test of time is because it's a being that's learning about biology in a world that they've never been in before so they're trying to figure stuff out along the way so they're going to make a couple of missteps they're going to have like like the head on the spider or whatever and all that kind of stuff and things like that so it's like i i give a lot of leeway to the thing because it's it's based on a being that's never been on this planet before and is trying to learn about the the biography or biography biology of this planet and and not to not to crap on everything made before 1999, but like I said, it's you can forgive that. You can overlook it if the story is good. I mean, there's... Yeah, exactly. And back to what the, Steve said, if the story's good, the story's good, and that's what makes it much more enjoyable. Yeah. Like, I, I'll be honest. I, I couldn't tell you if the effects in Iron Man were good or bad because the story is yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. But That's a good point. Because this the story in this was not you know, as good. It gave us enough gave us enough slack that we could sit there and go, wait a minute. <laughs> so <laughs> when something when something really crummy shows up, you're just like, oh. So I want to talk no. about the special effects really quick in this. Um, I didn't know if you guys knew this, but uh, Natalie Portman is a is a vegan, right? So. Uh, oh. She has a trouble. She has trouble building a lot of muscles. So her actual muscles and her arms and stuff like was all CGI. Oh, really? You say they, that? They actually, Kevin, Kevin Feige said the only VFX they did for her was made her taller. No, 
There's actually I've seen scenes where they actually post him up uh, the actual shot, and you see the dots on her arms, and then the actual scene in her. They they buffed her arms up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, which I thought I I because I knew when going into it I was like I saw some things talking about Portman I was like oh she got jacked she she got into the weight room but no she, they actually she went to Camille not Johnny's trainer okay yeah I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look that up because that's contradicting what I what I what I saw or what I read well, that's uh, I, but, I've but read yeah. a couple things where they and and I actually saw a picture evidence of it where they actually have her there with the dots on her arms uh-huh. like they do with the 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 CGI on on um, the mocab and stuff like that and so I was like I was like oh you know I it, either way it's like it's fine I think it was cool I was like damn she put her work in I you know I thought it would look good and stuff to find out that she didn't it doesn't bother me I'm like I don't it doesn't take anything away I just was like trying to get it back to the movie and uh CGI and that was just something I had remembered and read real quick so I was like oh we'll talk about that um so you gotta look look around and see if you can find a uh a, a the motion capture with Thor with Chris Helmsworth with dots on his ass you know just to find, out, <laughs> to find out if that was uh, uh, CGI or not. Oh, uh, that's a good question. That would be interesting <laughs> to find out. Like, is that that is that the real ass or not? Uh, it's uh, definitely not America's ass because that's Captain America's. That, that must is be Aust- not America's that, ass. That's, that's Australia's ass. That's Australia's or- ass. The thing is, I follow him on Instagram, and he shows himself working out on there all the oh, time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! No, I mean probably because he does it like a full time job. Yeah. But, it's yeah, part of, it's, he has. Yeah, he, he has, has to. to be. He has to. But that's all him. He looks. You know, he's. He also he's does a lot of solid. stuff with his kids and his his family too. So he's he's definitely just a an all around good guy. I saw one the other day where he's sitting there with a bottle on top of his head, and I think it's his daughter pulls up about ten feet behind him with a bow and arrow, like a kind of nerf <laughs> oh, bow wow. and arrow, and hits the bottle off the top of his head. And I was like, oh, oh wow. that's that's trusting right there. <laughs> and that yeah. and that little scene at the end of the movie after, you know, he, he ah. ends up with love. The two of them was just so adorable yeah. and and, yes. and and sweet. I, I I, even even if it was cut together just to kind of enhance her performance, I just really enjoyed it. So I I love the fact that she she laserizes his pan. Uh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Brand new. yeah, I just got. <laughs> and what's he got this? I know. Flap cakes. Flap cakes. Is that what? Uh, is that yeah. what they're called? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She puts cakes. the makeup on Milnir and you know the. <laughs> no, I got a question. Is that is that what they call uh, pancakes down in Australia? Oh, it's flap. It's flap cake. No, I think no, I think it was just he was confused. He gets was like Okay. Hit, I wasn't uh, sure. Like mixing up flapjacks and pancakes. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a uh, great scene. I love that. I love the fact that, you know, she it's like she's getting her ready for school, but it turns out it's it's to go to battle. Right. <laughs> uh I, I love the, the he goes, You can wear whatever you want, but when your feet hurt, don't come bothering me. And I was like, you know, just like a parent <laughs> she's would like, say. Okay. Right. And, so, like, All right, I'll and then out. finding out later that that's his his own child too. I didn't know that. At, I, I think that helped. Time, I think yeah. that probably helped a lot with. Uh, no, it was his kid. Yeah, thought, that's his yeah, daughter. That's his, that's his daughter. That's his daughter. I mean, it, wait, it's it, that's Chris Helmsworth in real life. Actual Chris, daughter. Chris real life. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was Christian Bale's daughter. No, Christian Bale no. had a child that was in the group that was. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, but, gotcha. But okay, okay. No, it was, Gore, it was Gore's think, daughter. <laughs> I think I think his I think Christian Bale. I want to say he has a son, but I also yeah, think he has, he's. I also think he's he's a bit younger. He's like maybe like five. I think so. they were both they were both in the kids though. 
Yeah, yeah. And then and YTD had two sons or two of his kids in there. I th- yep. There's a lot of them in there that are, are related as you look down the rest of the cast and crew. Which is, I'm which sure, is right, great. yeah. I saw which that too. Sure. I, I have I no problem with that. I wouldn't be surprised if every one of those kids uh, is, is related to someone on the cast or crew. Maybe maybe uh, maybe uh, Heimdall's son, maybe not, but other that, and that's only because he has a major speaking role. Right. So. Right. Probably. Good. So. Good deal. Um, I enjoyed this. I, I I'm looking forward to the the fifth Thor, Thor movie. Um, I I I hope they continue with these. Can do I you, ask? What do you hope Taika Waititi returns? There's a, there's a bit of there's a bit of a question about that because apparently Taika Waititi is like oh yeah we're all set to do another one and Chris Hemsworth was like that's news to me so who knows <laughs> oh shit <laughs> um, let me ask you this have I and maybe you guys talked about it maybe I somehow missed it um, is is love one of the what is it the kids superheroes that are coming out like. It's a oh, the, the, Aven- the, the kid Avengers, young Avengers. Young Avengers. Yeah. I she... don't believe so. I, don't I think, think she's so. the only one that's not technically in the comics. Okay. Yeah. Although, it seems like who, they were setting knows? her up. It seems yeah. like they were setting it up for her to be one, right? I mean, that's. that's yes and seems. no. I, I personally. Think she has she's... superpowers. But and that's. She's a kid. But that's also they're saying that she's actually part of she's powered because she's actually part of uh, the eternity eternity uh, being and that is part of comics. But they were never a young Avenger. That there are children of a of Eternia or attorney whatever it is that they have powers and stuff like that. And that's what they're kind of setting it up. But well, that that character was never a young Avenger. And I'm not sure if. If they would kind of set her a little young, little young to be part of the rest of the young Avengers, if you look at the ages of the rest of them. Yeah, but she, I mean, and, and then I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking this is what went through my head. It's like, maybe she is a little young, but she also like has that sort of God power where she can True. live so much longer than everybody else. And she would always maybe be like, she would be a kid longer than some of the other kids that would have like, Typical human aging, I guess. I don't know. Right, but they're setting it up for like soon, and those people are like in their early twenties right now, and they're going to be part yeah, of the young. So, right. I don't know if they're setting it up for her to be part of it, but it, I mean, I wouldn't put anything past them. I mean, that kind the of almi- my mind at the end. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they're, the they're almighty dollar up. speaks. Well, I mean, so far they haven't even confirmed that they're doing Young Avengers, but I mean, obviously yeah, right. they are. And so, and also, I think they're they have kind of characters all over the place. So. From different eras and everything. So at this point, I'm like, probably anything goes as far as the Young True. Avengers yeah. are concerned. True. Yeah. Um, there's something else, and I can't remember. Uh, can, I, can I just say one thing that we haven't touched on? Yeah. Um, I do want to say one thing that really disappointed me about this is that I think they, they did not take full advantage of Valkyrie. Oh, yeah, she got... And, and I mean... Because I remember coming out of Ragnarok and, you know, and Claire was super, like, loved her that character. Like, she was like, I want to be Valkyrie for Halloween, you know, all that stuff. And I remember there was even talk, like, oh, maybe we sh- there should be a Valkyrie movie or we want more, you know, 
We want more Valkyrie. Valkyrie's the best. And this, she just kind of felt wasted. Like, well, I, I think they put, I, uh, I 100% think she, she doesn't, if you took her out of the story, it doesn't change it no, at all. No, it doesn't yeah. at all. And I think that's, she was shoehorned into it just because people want to see her. And it was kind of like, you know, really the same with Korg. Korg doesn't need to be in there either. He just, he's great at narration, but other than that, he didn't need to be in there either. And so I think, yeah. you know, it's kind of the same in Valkyrie's put in it because, you know, people would, would be really upset and like, what the hell? And so they kind of did shoehorn her in there and give her small little parts, but none of them are meaningful really yeah. at all. And I agree with you. Which was, yeah. Which was disappointing to me because it's like they had, they had some setup that was fun. Like I, I sort of liked to seeing her role as king of New Asgard. Yeah. And like. I loved her old Spice it, commercial. Yeah, the Old Spice yeah, commercial. I, I, almost did, I almost did a cocktail. I almost did an Old Spice <laughs> cocktail. Nice. Because but, of that Old Spice commercial. But, but I really I really love the whole setup that New Asgard is like a tourist economy. Right. You know? Like it's yeah. it's the, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of It's like Disneyland. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Disney, yeah, it's like the Disneyland of the MCU. But, but it's like the than, Renaissance Fair, just say it. <laughs> I, see, I was I was actually gonna say it was sort of like um, medieval knights. No, I was thinking medieval like, times. Medieval times. Medieval times. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's it's a real culture, so it's like yeah. so it's like you know Vatican oh. City or someplace. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Or Oktoberfest. Or Oktoberfest, or or you know the the um, I can't even think, but you know what I mean. What was that or, movie that took place in Sweden? The the kind of horror movie that was Oh, Midsummer. Midsummer. It's like Midsummer. Yeah. Actually, you know what I heard is but is that Go ahead. Oh, no, but it it was it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thought that you have this this very practical culture and they're, you know, having to to put on little plays and have ice cream stands to to survive, you know. Right. Well, that's uh, their whole world. Uh, yeah. True. Anyway, I heard I'm that sorry. it was it's a uh, it's a reflection of New Zealand after the Lord of the Rings movies that now people oh come out gosh, there that's oh, funny. just for the Lord of the Rings and you know they're walking around looking at all this New Zealand culture but really all they want to do is see a Hobbit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, or, that was which would make sense with Taika, you know, yeah. kind of cutting that in there. Um, but no, I agree with you. Valkyrie was kind of wasted. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see like. Uh, have, have, you know, she, she could, I would have rather seen a, a show with her than maybe, uh, you know, She-Hulk. I think there, there could have been something interesting there. Exactly. As long as they bring Meek along, Speak like I want to see, I want to see <laughs> a, uh, like a, uh, not a courtroom drama, but like a, uh, a political kind of drama that has Valkyrie, you know, comedy wise, you know, like Veep or something like that. But what is it's, it's, it's Valkyrie? The community of the MCU. Yeah, but but you got Meek, you got Meek in there doing his thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. Uh, I don't know if you guys yeah. noticed, but uh, there's that scene where he's, he, it's got all the squeaking sound from him using the the dry uh, erase board markers yes. and stuff like that. And so they say if you pause on that, you'll see the entire movie all the way up to the end portrayed in that drawing, even oh though it's gosh. like in the middle of the film. And so uh, <laughs> I was like, I was that's like, that's hilarious. freaking hilarious. But yeah, I mean, that was like Meek's one big, big moment. And it was like, you know, uh, I'm just glad he's still around. He's, he's, he's fun. Uh, 
Yeah, so I mean, it is what it is. I, I definitely am down for more MCU. I, I for sure. until until they give us something that's so crappy that you know it's like a I don't even know what. I mean, hell, I'd even watch another like Hulk movie that was you know as bad as the first one. Well, we haven't you know, podcast on the Eternals yet. I, true, true. I thought we were all pretending that never happened. Well, that's that's where I'm <laughs> calling no on his, on what he just said. I, I well, no, no, okay, we we haven't podcast on it, but I still don't think what, it's. What's a, that called again? The Eternals? I, yeah, I, it's I'm not, not a great movie, but it's not it's not horrible, horrible. I mean, it's it's horrible. I haven't seen it yet. It's so. not. I will say I've seen. I've. So here's the thing: it's we've had so not so much, but I've had so many other things I've wanted to watch. I, right. I have gotten halfway through it and haven't finished it. <laughs> uh, I, I'm the first. I'm. I'm not thinking it's as awful. I don't think it's terrible. I. I would say I'm not. I'm not seeing it as a terrible series. I, we also haven't done. Did we do Miss Marvel? Not yet. Not yet. It's. Yeah, it's kind of in line. Yet either. Yeah. We got yeah, Miss Marvel, She Hulk uh, are the two series that uh, we haven't hit yet. Um, Black Panther, the newest Black Panther, is, is another movie we haven't hit yet. Uh -huh. and I think that's. It for well, unless we go right back now. to uh, unless we go back to Netflix. Oh, we, yeah, we, we still got, have the Netflix. We have uh, the Daredevil. We have well, not, Netflix, not Daredevil. We have, yeah, we have a few. And, Jessica and, Jones and season three and and Punisher. And, Jessica and, Jones and, and, season three. Punisher. Is there another Punisher? We Punisher have? Yeah, season two. we never did that one. Punisher season two. Yeah, and there's and, then, and there's the Ant Man and Wasp movie coming out in five weeks. So yeah, right. yeah. And then there's also there's also um, Runaway season three. I mean, no, it's not as bad no. as it's not that's as bad as Shield. That is it's worse than the Eternals. A, it's not as bad as Agents <laughs> of Shield, though. No, but it's worse than the Eternals. I don't. Well, we're going to do the Eternals. We'll have to see. We we'll have to figure out the line here. I would rather watch Eternals <laughs> than have to watch the Zack Snyder cut of uh, Justice League again. Well, okay, fair enough. I was just I mean, looking through my movie list as I was writing down those podcasts. I have to, do I have to I stay saw, awake saw, for the Eternals? That's. Yeah, I could right. use a good I could use a good two hour nap. <laughs> well, maybe rather than doing doing podcasts on the Eternals and Black Panther, we just do like a a phase four recap, you know, where we oh. do after we you know, where, where we put them in order and stuff. And then we could touch on all these oh. movies. We've, oh, we've already podcast on most of them, just not those two. I was going to say we, we really should do a, do podcasts on the movies, but yeah. maybe not all the shows. <laughs> Maybe not all. Um, we'll we'll discuss. But we'll get there. I mean, our next our next one we're gonna we're gonna tackle the big one. We're gonna tackle our uh, lineup of the MCU movies, uh, one through I think twenty three is if if I remember correctly the numbers. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a fun one. That's gonna be a long one because we got a lot to talk about. But I'm really excited to find out. I want to see how close yeah. we are. Our I, I think our our top tens will probably be really close, but maybe our top five might have some differences um i'll I think be the I'll, order will be different i would say i think the orders are going to be different but i think the the movies will be somewhat similar yeah that's why i say top 10 will have them but i mean you might have something too that i have as an eight is is where i'm thinking our right. top five might have be... it as a two and you might have it as an eight but they're still like in the same top 10 like i think yeah yeah, order, yeah top 10 will be stuff. close but the orders will be off yeah i think for sure I, I'm interested to see. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to say right now that I don't think any of us will have the same number one. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. 
It's a good question. It'll be it'll be an interesting conversation. So yeah. right. Check, uh, check back in a couple weeks, folks. I, I'm cu- <laughs> I'm curious to see if we have the same number one and the same uh, number twenty three. If like, right. we the, all agree the, on the, what... the bottom five, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I think yeah. I think there's a few that are going to float down there by default, but uh, but what those other extra ones are going to be be interesting. Right. right. <laughs> so I know I, I I I know I sent you guys that list that made it a little bit easier to kind of drop them in there in, in order. Uh, I I was surprised when I was putting some of these. I was like, man, this is really good. Oh, the next thing I have open is fourteen. What? How is that even huh. possible that it fell that far? And so, right, uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to well, see. Well, and you could always, you, you know, you you say it's at fourteen because there's so many good ones, you know, and that's a yes. good thing. That's I mean, this is a good series. Yeah. So I mean, I mean I'm, I'm feeling like I might go go uh, analog with this. Like I used to do my fantasy football rankings back in the day, where I put every movie on a post-it note and I try and rank them. Like <laughs> you know, I keep moving around and I'm looking at them. Like I'm like, oh, but this one's a little better this way or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I might do it. I might do analog style instead of trying to do them on the computer because I get. I tend to not think as hard when I'm doing it on the computer. Yeah, it, it'll be fun. It, it'll be interesting. I, I can't wait for it. Uh, we'll, we'll hit that in that's in two weeks from now. Um, I know we're on a little bit of an off schedule, but we're going to hit uh, Glass Onion next week. Uh, that'll be me and Steve talking about that. That is a, a fun movie uh, out on Netflix right now. Um, it's really good. It's, it's the um, Knives Out uh, sequel. They call it a uh, Knives Out Mystery, is it called? Yeah. Yeah, and apparently there's a third one coming too. Uh, I saw yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, because they signed uh, Ryan. What's his name? Ryan. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Johnson. To, oh, to is move, he the writer director? Yeah. 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 Also did Honestly, Last Jedi to... too, so he has some uh, note. You know, he has some people that aren't happy with some things he's he's done to. <laughs> Gotcha. So at least the Star Wars universe. I think that was a controversy. I mean, honestly, if he wants if he wants to come back and do another Benoit Blanc movie every couple of years to, <laughs> for the rest of my life, that would be fine with me. I mean, that's fine, too. It's like, do I you, think he does... You know, you talked about his accent. There was talk at one point I, early on where Ryan Johnson said that he wanted, uh, he wanted Daniel Craig to have a new accent for each movie. Each one. Oh, my God. <laughs> but they dropped that. That, so, so that actually would be really funny. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. I I actually said after Knives Out, I'm like, they should just keep the same cast and oh, cast them as we new shifted other Well, yeah, do it so, like they did with the uh, the horror movie, the the horror series. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. The American, American horror, horror, story. horror Story, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That was good. Um, have, so has everybody seen it? Yes. Yes. Steve, you have to, yeah. Twice. I think, yeah, spoiler <laughs> alert, I think, and I don't want to ruin it for you guys, that the scene, the dinner scene is one of the best scenes. Like, it's where he, fucking... Where he, <laughs> he calls out the... incredible. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you guys talk about it. Yeah. Right. When he called... When he called... Yeah. I, I, know I don't want to ruin your podcast next week. We can I know. About. I know what he's talking about. It's There's a yeah. lot to talk about. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, with that... <laughs> We're uh, we're about to uh, be longer than the phase four if we don't get off this podcast here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that was Love and Thunder, uh, uh, for, uh, Thor four, a lot of fun. Um, who knows if they're if it's setting up uh, Taika Waititi? Hopefully he'll be back. It, it's in question because you know this is is hasn't been received as well as some of the other ones. So some people are blaming him. We don't know. Uh, yeah. But I, I for one, say I'm excited for whatever they give us, even if I'm going to shit on it and say, you know, that wasn't the best ever. Your story wasn't the yeah. as consistent as it could be. I still am down for these. I could watch a new one every other week. 
Especially yeah. if they show his yeah. ass, you know. I agree. Ah, was, you you know what? too was, much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, we you, we could pick any movie apart, but this at the end right. of the day, this was fun. I had yeah. a good time. So True. I agree 100%. Yeah, All sure, right. So. Well, with that, I have to say, Hail Caesars. Hail Caesars. Hail Caesars. You flick too much. What does that mean?